and we are live how's everybody doing tonight my name is anthony brian logan and you're watching and or listening to abo live you could be almost anywhere in the world but i'm glad you're right here with me tonight i most certainly appreciate y'all thank y'all for being here give the video a thumbs up share it if you're not subscribed already do that if you're listening on an audio streaming platform whether that be spotify itunes google play stitcher anchor wherever you are give me your review five stars whatever you can over there and share it as well it's a whole lot of stuff going on right now i don't even know where to begin we're gonna get into a lot of things tonight we're gonna, we're gonna get into it for sure never you worry about that we're gonna talk about amar arbery um some new news that came in is that uh elon musk is threatening to move tesla out of california i'm talking about the plant all operations everything and go to nevada or texas the, the taxes the ridiculous draconian rules as far as social distancing all this that and the third can't get any money why well, stay in a place where i can't get paid where i can't make money and when i do make money they take a trillion dollars in taxes what's the point of staying in california might as well move where it's easier to do business it's a whole lot going on we're going to get into it did you guys hear the obama quote-unquote uh leaked tapes the reason why i use leaked in quotation air quotes is because he probably put it out himself to try and attack trump over the virus we're going to get to all of those things and more on tonight's episode of abl live and thank y'all for joining yet again you guys are the best audience on the planet i'm here every wednesday and saturday night from 8 p.m eastern to 11 p.m eastern and we're going to get into it we got a nice big crowd already that's right uh Rashawn, we got a nice big crowd we already got 2025 in the building and everybody's liking the video giving it a thumbs up so i appreciate that um let's start with the first things first this whole thing with Amar Arbery has blown up all over the internet. Um, when I first heard about it, it's just, okay, it's a story. People are talking about it. You know, unarmed black man, you know the drill. But now it's gotten deeper. The, the guys that were involved, the, the, the guys that killed him or whatever, well, one guy was there, the other guy shot him. They both been arrested. And there's a third guy that was filming allegedly, and they're looking for him don't know who he is or why he was there but they're looking for him but two guys have been arrested for the killing now i'm not sure what the charges are going to be because i don't know what they can charge him with there's so many questions surrounding this and people are making conclusions i did my video and if you notice throughout the video i said i don't know this is my opinion because i don't have all the information when you're talking about the court of law when you're talking about uh, trying to get somebody locked up you can't just go off of emotion because the law is not emotional okay it ain't that much wiggle room when you're talking about the law the law is stated and it's clear and sometimes it's so to the point you can't really go outside of that you might have a judge that could kind of you know give you a little bit of room but beyond that the law is a law so when you charge people with first degree murder second degree murder you got to make sure that it's going to stick because if what they did do not fit or does not fit the crime then they get off so all the emotion and all of that stuff was for no reason we got to be taking this with a measured approach some say self-defense some say premeditated murder some say uh manslaughter so the, all the differing opinions on what it is 
kind of point to the fact that all the facts aren't really known because if all the facts were known, then the facts should be all that matter and we judge the case based on the facts, but we don't have all the facts. That's why we have wildly different opinions on what the punishment should be if there is a punishment to be had. So my point of view is let's get all the information so we know how to proceed, okay? That's simple. And like in my video, I was saying, it looks like from what I've read, the police report where the I think the, the father gave a statement to the police and said what he was trying to do from the police calls that I have on audio tape. That's all in my article on my website. You could check it out in the box, anthonyblogan.com. From that evidence, from that information in the video, I was able to draw an opinion, but not a conclusion because I still don't know everything that was going on. They're talking about they saw him before in the house and, you know, it's like, OK, what are you doing in the house? Were you stealing something? Were you vandalizing the property? Had you been there before? Had you stole something before? Like, what's going on? They, people say that he had on Timberland boots unlaced. Then they say they had on flip flops. Then they said he had on uh, joggers. I'm seeing like, how do you go from Timberland to flip flop to joggers? Okay. They said he had a hammer on the ground. What, what, what was the hammer? What, what was he doing with the hammer? Just beating up the property. Like it was And some said that he was in someone's house. And others said that he was in someone's house, but it was being constructed on the 911 call. The caller said that he was in the house that was under construction, meaning it was wide open. You know, a house like he might have the frame and stuff like that up at the most, but it's not in no drywall or nothing. There's no walls and you can pretty much just walk through it. OK, now there is laws against going through stuff like that, but it's basically what trespassing, depending upon where you are, it could be a felony charge, but it doesn't mean that you can get you know, judge dreaded right out there in the street. If that's what happened, some say that he was running towards the people in the truck. Some say that he was jogging and he was going in that direction because according to the police report, the people in the truck admitted to trying to cut him off and being unsuccessful. And then they drove up right beside him and then they hopped out of the truck right there. That's what they said. So they did drop up right beside him. So like people were saying that he rushed towards him, but if he's, running and or jogging straight and you come up this way and stop right where he's at did, did he did he go towards them or did they or did they come towards him did he come towards them or did they come towards him you understand either way it goes we're, we're going to see how this all unfolds you know criminal history all of that you know does it matter if you get ambushed did he get ambushed? Was there any kind of prior altercation? Was there any kind of prior words? What's going on? All of that will get found out for sure. It's, a, it's the same thing with every other case that happens. So I don't even understand why so much drama around it. it it's always something that you don't know. It's always new information that comes out. It changes it. And people that give a definitive conclusion from the beginning sometimes have to change it. You know, right when the story broke, people were making opinions about it. And I didn't even know all about the police report, about the house under construction, about Timberland boots or flip flops or none of that. I didn't know any of that because that was not available. So imagine what will come out after a little while, after a more thorough investigation. You know, was there any kind of foul play or any kind of wrongdoing on the half on the behalf of the D.A. out there in was that Brunswick, Georgia, or that particular county? Was there any kind of foul play there? I don't know. I guess I had to get found out. But to make definitive conclusions is kind of silly. All we could do right now is just give an opinion. 
I got my opinion. Everybody else has theirs. And I respect everybody's opinion. But you just can't say, oh, it's first degree murder. That's just, that's an emotional thing. Like, I'm cold hearted when it comes to law. You know, I don't, I don't care. Like, I got ice box where my heart, my heart used to be. You understand? I'm straight cold hearted when it comes to the law because the law is cold hearted. So I got to think like the law is. I can't be bringing my emotions to the table because that's not how things get done. You know, I don't operate on emotion. I think, um, I don't know who said it. A wise man once said that man must contain his emotions, you know, especially like the men. I understand the women, you know, more naturally emotional. I get that. But the men, we got to be steadfast and contain our emotions, control it, not to have zero, but to contain it. No, I got emotion. I like to be, I like to be happy. I might be upset, but I got to contain it. I can't let my emotions control me. I got to control my emotions. And I take that with, ev with everything I do in life. When it comes to this situation, when it comes to my personal life, when it comes to whatever, I carry that same thing and I'm consistent. I'm the same no matter what, regardless of what. So yeah. And you know what? You're right. Uh, KK, uh, they say every election, we always have to too much drama. Exactly. I think somebody, because I was asking the question on my Facebook page, I was like, hey, why is this tape just now being released when the incident happened in February? Why is it just now happening? Why, why are we just now seeing this? Okay, because obviously it was taped back then in February, at the, what, February 28th? <laughs> okay, this is what, May 9th now? Why are we talking about this now? Election time, all right? Be getting, you know, down to the to the wire. Joe Biden's talking about it. You know, Trump's talking about it. This is a, a national issue. Now you got lines being drawn on the sand. You got division happening. So, you know, it's, it's an election tactic. It's always like this. It was the same thing during Obama. It's always something like this going on at election time. But you know what? Regardless of what, regardless of whether the people that are arrested will be found guilty of murder, manslaughter, get let off, regardless of that, um, this case would not be a case if the shooters are black. If it was the exact same scenario, I'm talking about exact same thing. You got black guy apparently is in the house that's under construction. He's trespassing, stealing, allegedly, whatever. And then somebody black calls the police and say, hey, he's in there. We've seen him before. He's on audio tape, all this, that, and a third. And then they go get the, the, the pistol and the shotgun, the pump shotgun, and go try to confront them and say, hey, we want to talk to you. And then they end up pulling up beside them. They get out. Uh, the victim attacks the shooter. The shooter attacks the victim. And then it's over with. Okay. And, and the, the uh, initial attacker dies. Nobody would care at all. This would not be a discussion. The only reason why it's a discussion is because, you know, they're white. And then they're automatically seen as white supremacists, Nazis, or whatever. They could be, but... That's not even the point. The point is that nobody would care if it were the other way around. You know, the black guys that shot him could have been, you know, game bangers, uh, repeat offenders. It don't matter. That doesn't matter. It just, this reminds me of um, back in, what was that, 2015, 2016. Remember Jamila Bolden? I'll never forget. Um, I forget the criminal's name that got all the attention, but it was a guy, a, a dope boy, that um had their house raided by the police if i'm not mistaken and he got shot by the police during the raid or something like that the guy was a dope boy and you know he got into a shootout with somebody outside jamila's house and 
or him or somebody else got into a shootout outside Jamila's house and the bullet from one of their guns pierced the wall and shot nine-year-old Jamila Bolden in the bed and she died. She was doing the homework on the mom's bed. I'll never forget it. There was no, you know, march and protest for her. Like it, it was a, it was an online kind of protest to get a protest out there in Ferguson, Missouri to protest for the little girl. But the dope boy got a protest for him right away because why? Because police officer, white cop, black victim. All right. But black on black crime, little girl get killed. Uh, ain't no big deal. You had grown men out there crying for the little girl. But that's not really as important as a dope boy that got killed because the dope boy got killed by the white cop. I said it years ago. I said this back in 2014 under Obama, way before Trump even announced. I was like, nobody really cares. Like Black Lives Matter. Black lives only matter when it's a white person that does the shooting of a black person. I said that before I had a YouTube channel. I said that before Trump because it's a true statement. I said it even when I was a liberal because it was true. I mean, that's facts. People get mad about black on black crime being brought up. It's like, come on, what do we, what's the, what's the bigger problem? You know, rest in peace to, um, what's his name? Ahmad Arbery. But look at the greater, look at the bigger, like zoom out. If it's about black injustice and, you know, black folks innocent being killed or whatever, zoom out and then look at all the people that have been killed, shot, killed, with no justice, no case being solved or nothing. Oh, they go to jail, ABL, I can't tell. 20% clearance rate in Chicago, not much higher than that in every other city in the country where you got a high black population. I can't tell. Okay, no snitching, right? Everybody knows who killed little man man down the street, but ain't nobody saying nothing. So... It is what it is. I wrote an article on my website. I ain't even really trying to, you know what I'm saying, like promote, but I am trying to promote, but I'm not, it's not even like that. But I, I wrote it just before I did this video. It was on my mind. I had to get it off. Check it out. Go to my website when you get a chance. Check out the article. I might update that and write and put more into it, but I just came straight from the heart. So it is what it is. All I could do is speak facts. I don't care. One thing about it, um, it's hard to just speak from your heart and speak for an extended period of time while you're being a fake person. Because if you're trying to be an actor, you gotta have lines written down for you, right? You gotta be able to read a script and memorize it and everything else. With me, I could talk straight from the heart. This is how I feel for real. This is me all day, every day. Anybody that knows me know that this is this is me. All day, I don't care. I'm gonna just speak my mind, okay? Now, if I got family around, I try to be a little bit quiet sometimes because I ain't trying to offend nobody. I'm trying to be nice. But if I'm just in the mood where I don't care and I want to speak my mind, people are going to get offended. You know, like when I'm around, you got family that might be kind of like embarrassed a little bit when I talk because I'll say pretty much anything because I don't really care. I don't care. I'm just a, I'm an honest person. I'm a respectful person. Don't get that twisted. I don't cuss. I don't do nothing like that. I'm not trying to, you know, be vindictive or ugly, but I just don't really care because I'm just being honest. So shout out to everybody that's in here. I'm glad you guys are joining me. If you like what you're hearing so far, give me a thumbs up on the video. Like the video, share the video as well. Do all that good stuff. And shout out to Super Chatter so far. Uh, hold on, I got to refresh right quick and then I'm going to go on and get back to it. Yeah, but all I speak is facts. Not, not, not trying to attack Candace Owens because she said the same thing. She was like, okay, let's, let's look at this black on black crime. Let's look at what he might've been doing. Let's look at that. Anybody trying to hear that? You know, people don't want to hear honesty. You know what? This is why um, 
politicians are politicians because people want politicians. Not everybody. People in here that watch me that understand what's going on, you don't necessarily want a politician. Okay, you want people that are able to, you want elected officials to be there to advocate for you and your best interests, of course, but you don't want a politician. I got to come on TV and be fake, phony, pretend to really care for you and then do nothing for you. I got that allowed to you every two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight years. Okay. Or every day they get on television or whatever. You, you know, you, you don't want that, but a lot of people do want that because they don't want the truth. They don't want reality. They want a, a, a friendly version of reality. They want to be kind of be spoon fed reality. It's like the matrix, right? Remember, um, shout out to my man that died. RIP to him. I forget his name. But I forget his name. He was the guy that ate the steak and was like, I don't care if it's not real. You know, my mind thinks it's real. So that's all that really matters. People are like that. They know that they're being told lies, but they don't care. They'd rather somebody come off in a so-called uh, presidential, political, professional way rather than an honest way. That's why they exist. When people go outside of that, it becomes uncomfortable because then you, you don't have anything to fall back on. You can't say, oh, well, X, Y, Z person said this. Therefore, I can do this. It's just like if somebody is a drug addict and people are around them, enabling them. You don't want to hear anybody that says, hey, sir, stop smoking crack. Stop shooting heroin. It's killing you. You don't want to hear that because you're enjoying your heroin. You're enjoying your crack and you don't want to get off of it. But people that say, hey, maybe you should stop doing that because it's killing you. You want to be getting away from around them. You want to be around the enablers. That's kind of what's going on with politicians and why they are important, why people don't like to hear the truth. Cypher, that's his name. Thank you, uh, Bad Protocol. Yes, that's his name. Cypher from the Matrix, you know, he, he turned on uh, the Nebuchadnezzar, Neo and everybody, because he went to get back into the Matrix. He didn't want to live that hard life anymore on the ship. Uh, ducking, sentinels and agents. He didn't want to deal with that. So he was like, yo, plug me back in. I'll snitch. I'll tell you whatever you want to know because I'm trying to, you know, get back to eating my steak and living my life. I don't care if it's fake. So wait, wipe my memory. Give me ignorance because ignorance is bliss. <laughs> my uncle said when I was a little kid that I'd be caught to preach. So if I'm preaching, pardon me. But let me get to the super chats right quick and then I'm going to continue. Shout out to Tony Smith, who says, can we talk about the black conservatives panel discussion on this topic? We can talk about that. We can talk about that. I'm going to get into that if you want to hear it. And thank you for your donation. I appreciate you. Shout out to Leo Mazina for your donation. I appreciate you. Shout out to Molly Smile for your donation. I appreciate you. Thank you to Jay Renee who says, the I think is who and why it was recorded. It was recorded. That's what I want to know. Why was it recorded? Who was recording it? Why is just now coming out? So many questions, so little answers. That's all I'm trying to say. People don't want to really address that for some reason. It's kind of strange. But thank you for your donation. Shout out to the conservative front who says, I feel like some black conservatives are always siding against the victim no matter what. What do you think about that issue? Well, I mean, what do you mean by siding? I've not seen anybody side against the alleged victim. I see people that say, let's wait till more information comes out. And I've seen people that have given an opinion that kind of makes sense to me. And when you say always, what do you mean always? Do you mean in cases where people that aren't black conservatives feel like they are the victim? Because, I mean, <laughs> when we're talking about victims, what do we really, let's, let's zoom out a little bit. Let's talk about all the black babies that are being killed by abortion. Let's talk about all the black on black murder victims. Okay, we are in favor of those people 
having a chance to live. It seems like there's certain cases where black conservatives get targeted because people think that we should side with them, even though there's not enough information out there to say one way or the other, or if they're just straight wrong in general. Okay, you might get a dope boy game banger, you know, attacking the police, he gets shot and killed. And then we say, hey, maybe the guy shouldn't have been game banging. Maybe he shouldn't have been shooting at the police. Maybe he shouldn't have been running from the police. Maybe he shouldn't have been breaking into people's houses. Maybe he shouldn't have been stealing and killing and drugging and thugging. We say stuff like that. And then they say, oh, you're against the victim. You're blaming the victim. But then when we say, hey, you know, you got 7,000 black people they get shot and killed every year hey you got 24 million black babies that have been in border since 1973 roe v wade oh you're moving the goalposts it's not about black on black crime so it's just kind of weird people just have strange perspectives and they look at black conservatives in a certain way already negative and then they're just trying to find things to use to attack us with sound bites Whatever they can to attack us with, that's what's going on. In my humble opinion, I could be wrong, but thank you for your donation, man. Definitely appreciate you. Shout out to Yardley Moist. Hopefully I didn't say your name wrong, boss, who says, I like you, bro, but I'm disagreeing with your stance. But the killers got in the truck and chased him with guns. Robber or not, there's no threat at the scene. This case can't be self-defense. I didn't say it was self-defense. I mean, when did I ever say that? I actually said that um, in Georgia, you cannot chase or pursue somebody and try to do citizens arrest unless you see them commit a crime. That's just the law. The law says you can follow them in your car, whatever, truck, car, whatever, and call the police if you think they did a crime. But you cannot um, confront them unless you witness the crime and do citizens arrest. That's just the law. That's not me giving an opinion. That's just the law. I don't care nothing about if it's right, wrong, or whatever. Like I said, I'm cold-hearted when it comes to the law. You know, I got an icebox right here when it comes to the law. You do what I'm saying? So that's not an opinion to agree or disagree with. That's just a matter of law. Take it up with the court. Don't take it up with me. But thank you for your donation, man. Definitely appreciate you. Shout out to Jonestown Autopsy who says, ABL like to see Ohio congressman and former wrestler Jim Jordan power drive Adam Schiff off the top of the steel cage. <laughs> RIP to the free. Yeah, RIP to my man, uh, Little Richard. He was, I think, 87 years old. Rest in peace to him. Uh, a, a legend in, in rock and roll and music in general, definitely a legend. RP to my man, Andre Harrell. Um, music has been around for a long time. I think it was with Uptown Records back in the Puff days and was behind a lot of the bad boy stuff. You know, Big, 112, Total, all that good stuff, if I'm not mistaken. So RP to my man, Andre Harrell, and also the legend, icon, Little Richard. All righty. And then what else we got going on? Oh, Tony Smith, uh, the black conservatives panel. I don't want to say too much about that. I'm going to talk about it, but not too much because I don't really want to. That's not really something I that's not really my wheelhouse to get into that type of talk. Really, what it was was guys that don't like us that are like the more popular conservatives. And I don't even really like saying that because I ain't trying to be like I'm somebody special. I'm just a guy. But it was that's really what it was. That's what it ended up boiling down to, because if it's going to be a balanced thing, everybody can't be having the same talking point. Like everybody can't be the same. Like me, I invite everybody to the panel I mean, to my to my show. Anybody can call in. The, the number is open. I answer every call. I don't care if I can. If I can get to your call, I answer it. I'm not going to, you know, ignore. I'll, I'll, I'll answer everybody. And I'm not going to just, you know, omit people because I don't want them to come on. I'll debate anybody. 
I don't care when, where. I, I love debating. Debating is fun for me. I enjoy it. That's like one of my favorite pastimes, debating. Debating is fun as playing basketball to me, you know. So that's not what that was. That was just a matter of them attacking us. And it's not necessary because we can do things together. I don't dislike anybody. I think that everybody has their own opinion. Everybody has their own point of view. And we can all get together and work together. And that's not a view that's shared by everybody. And it's really unfortunate. Like I said in my Instagram video, a lot of us have become conservative recently. And we don't really have all the conservative qualities. A lot of us just vote for Trump. And that's pretty much it. Or we say, you know, abortion is bad or, you know, th surface things like that. But we don't really change our character. See, when I became conservative, I changed my character. It was a personal transformation for me, you know, because I, I come from the kind of street environment. I changed my character. I changed me. I changed who I was as a person. It was a gradual process. That's why it was not an overnight thing. It was a gradual process for me. You know, it wasn't I wasn't that far off. Like I said, I was raised to be. Uh, socially conservative anyway, but I was politically liberal and a politically liberal stance kind of influenced on my social behavior. So I had to change all that when I became conservative because it, it was just a, a natural thing. And by changing me as a person, uh, voting more conservative and understanding conservative principles just made more sense because I was changed. A lot of people have not changed from when they were liberal. They just happened to vote conservative. That's the issue. And that's what we got to really work on uh, in the black community, for sure. 1,000%. All right. But thank you all for being here. Definitely appreciate you. You guys are fantastic. If you like what you're hearing so far, give me a thumbs up. We got 700 people in the building. Uh, it's all good, Conservative Front. Thank you for your donation. Conservative Front says, I appreciate the response. Man, keep up the good work. Hey, it's all good, man. Thank you. Shout out to Tony Smith, who says, there was nothing wrong with Candace bringing up black on black crime. She never got around to the facts, evidence was suppressed and a retired law enforcement officer should know proper procedure. I mean, I don't really know too much about like the facts, if, if she brought them up or not. I think that we're still trying to figure out what the facts are, but I know one thing that's true in general, aside from this case, is that the black on black crime thing that never, it never gets addressed. Nobody cares. I've been saying this for years before, like I said, before I had a YouTube channel, before Trump came into office, when I was still kind of on the left, really, I was saying the same thing. Don't nobody care about black people getting killed because I, I knew guys that was getting killed back then. I know guys that's dead. I know guys that's in jail for killing people. Okay, guys never coming home. Nobody really cares. Like their family might care a little bit. Their mama might pretend to cry at the funeral, but that's it. Like I said, I'm cold hearted when it comes to stuff like this because this, this is what I see every day. I've become kind of immune to this type of talk. So... When I see people getting outraged about this case, I'm like, come on, man. Like, really? You see this every single day in the ghetto and it's not really a problem. People don't get arrested. Ain't nobody going to jail. And if they do go to jail, they go, for, go to jail for a small amount of time. That's not really an issue, but this case is because the person was white. They killed him. Let me see. Michael Ray says a black guy pointed out a few things from the video. Does anyone jogging untied Tim's wearing long blue jean shorts, carrying a hammer? I mean, that's like, I didn't even see all that in the video. I'm seeing some screenshots, but I didn't see that in the first video. So that could be true. It might not be true. Even if he had Tim Timberland boots untied and a hammer and some jean shorts, the, the question is, what was he actually doing? They said they saw him in the house. What was he doing in the house? 
Was he burglarizing? Was he uh, vandalizing? What was happening in the house for them to try and arrest him with the guns out? You know, if somebody is trespassing, can you perform a citizen's arrest on them for that? I don't really know. I'm not sure if that's correct. But hey, it is what it is. But like I said, let's get to the evidence. Let's get to the, you know, the trial phase, discovery, all that good stuff. Then we find out more. It's always the same way. People speculate, 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 give their opinion, give their two cents. And then when more information comes out, people start to change. They start deleting tweets and stuff like that. It always happens. So I try to keep my opinion kind of measured. But if everybody get their opinion, how they feel, that's fine. You entitled to it. Ain't nothing wrong with that. All righty. So shout out to everybody here. It's a whole lot going on. That case is really blown up, but we'll see what happens as a result. But one thing I want to say before I get to my next topic, let's keep that same amount of energy for black on black cases in general. Okay. When black life is taken, let's keep, let's keep that same energy for that. Let's not spend all this energy on this one particular case of one particular town of one particular state. Let's have the same energy all over the place. When I was talking about the, the Chinese kicking out black folks, you know, Africans, African-Americans too, from their homes in China that they paid for, from hotels, from McDonald's, when I was speaking about that and how wrong it was, and when I was speaking about how China is dominating Africa, how they're selling them all types of crap that they don't need, and they're trying to, you know, take over the market, taking over countries, giving them raw deals. When I spoke about stuff like that, then you get crickets. You know, from these same people, but all of a sudden one person dies. You know, let's not talk about the thousands that have been kicked out of their homes in China that are just being blatantly abused over in China. And people back in their homes in Africa that are being abused, that are being neglected, starved, fed, all kind of bad stuff by the Chinese. Let's not talk about that. Let's talk about one person because a white person killed them. And then we can get off our narrative about the big bad white men killing black people. I don't, I, I just, I can't do it. I can't do nothing with that. <laughs> I can't do nothing with it. I'm sorry. Like I said, icebox. I don't care. Let's get, let's get, let's get to some real facts. How about that? And shout out to um, everybody here. Oh, let's talk about Tesla right quick, because this is a pretty uh, big issue just for a quick, you know, uh, a, a change. Um, Hold on. Let me just tighten up my thing here. So apparently Elon Musk and Tesla have sued California because they're trying to, they, they went out. They went out because of all the crazy taxes, all the crazy rules, regulations. You know, see, it's one thing to have all kind of crazy taxes in the place like California. But then on top of that, you got the COVID-19, a.k.a. Wuhan flu, a.k.a. China virus restrictions. You can't even work. So you're making me pay these high taxes and I can't even pay because I can't work. So how about I just go to Nevada or go to Texas with my business? You'll see a lot of that same thing happen as it time progresses. As California gets more crazy, as it get more North Korea-like, people are going to leave. They're going to try to escape California. And now with all these rules on the books, it's going to be hard to leave. You know, I was seeing some stuff up there in New York where... Rhode Island was trying to find anybody from New York and say they couldn't come there. So now you can now, now you're being trapped in certain states. And you can't leave. Oh, because of the virus. I'm going to use that as an excuse. OK, with a, a death rate that's a fraction of a percent, you know, same thing as a bad flu. You know, in, in New York State, 84 percent of those that were sheltering in place, either in a house, about two thirds 
of the total 100 and then 18% from nursing homes, 84% total, they're sheltering in place at home. How that happened? 2% of those hospitalized with the virus were homeless. They touch everything. But you telling me that I can't even leave the state. I got to stay not only in the state, but in my house where I have the highest chance of getting hospitalized from. It doesn't make any sense at all. But it is what it is. So Tesla making their cars in China. Is that what's happening? I didn't say so I don't know where the cars are made. Are they made here in the States or are they made in China? Or is it a combination of both? I, I didn't know that cars are made in China. <laughs> oh, I mean, cars. You have plants in China, but not for Americans. Like, I think you got a GM plant in China, but it's made for Chinese people, not for Americans. It, it, the plant is right there, so they can just ship it right there, rather than trying to put a bunch of cars on the boat and selling it to China from California or Alabama or wherever it come from. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah, shout out to Elon. Hey, I don't know if Elon's a Democrat, Republican, conservative, liberal. I don't know, don't care, but I like Elon. I like him. Like I said, I don't, I don't know about his political view. He might have a crazy political view, but from what I've seen from him so far, I like him. I like how he's sending up to the to the state saying that, you know, give Americans their freedom back and I'm going to leave if, if you don't do X, Y, and Z. I like that. See, we need more guys like that that are going to have the ability to stand up and take that ability to stand up. Matter of fact, here's the article. This is on TechCrunch. Let me pull it up on the screen right quick. And if you can't see it, if you're listening to the podcast and not watching, it says Elon Musk threatens to pull Tesla operations out of California and into Texas or Nevada. All right. And then we said Tesla CEO Elon Musk says Saturday the company will file a lawsuit against Alameda County, California, and threatens to move its headquarters and future programs to Texas or Nevada immediately, escalating a fight between the company and health officials over whether its factory in Fremont can, can reopen. Because he has a new vehicle, right? I forget the name of the vehicle, but it's a new model and they can't produce it because they're closing the factory because of the virus. I mean, my thing is this. They're talking about we don't want a virus outbreak. At a certain point, everybody's going to get it. So what's the purpose of trying to prolong it? You're, you're just prolonging the inevitable. One thing that was said about Sweden, who the WHO, the World Health Organization, Susan Wojcicki, have praised. One thing about Sweden is that they did not do any kind of shutdown. They did moderate distancing and as a result their economy is still intact we should do the same thing here okay don't just close things down because you're afraid you can't hide from the virus it, at, at a certain point you're going to get it it's like trying to hide from the common cold really because the common cold is also coronavirus have you ever heard of anybody trying to hide from the cold successfully it, it just can't happen you just, you just might get it all you can do is just try to be as clean as possible but you can't just barricade at home forever that's not sustainable at all we can't just not work and still get paid okay this is kind of a not free trials i said before this is a trillion dollar trial right now of socialism of yang gangs ubi if people can stay at home and not work and still get money or they can work less and still get money then why would they work you're going to have a drop in productivity which is going to drop the economy as we can see Productivity drops, so does the economy. All right, you're talking about, what, like 14% unemployment, highest since Great Depression? You had 20 million that have filed for unemployment in the month of April. You probably got 40 million that have filed for unemployment in total once you see the numbers that come up next Thursday from March, April, and then May. 40 million, easy, no doubt. 
Okay, so at a certain point, we have to just look at that and be like, this this ain't what we really want. And shout out to Elon Musk for understanding that. Okay, let me see. I'm going to read something here. It says, California Governor Gavin Newsom issued a guidance Thursday that allowed manufacturers to resume operations. The guidance won praise from Musk, who later sent an internal email to employees about plans to reopen based on the governor's revised order. However, the governor's guidance included a warning that local governments could keep more restrictive rules in place. Alameda County, along with several other Bay Area counties and cities, last week extended the stay-at-home orders through the end of May. So the governor of California, uh, Gavin Newsom, Nancy Pelosi's nephew, by the way, I digress anyway, he says you can reopen right now, basically, as far as I know. But um, the Bay Area, San Francisco, San Dudu Cisco, they're saying, no, nah, no, no, in the May. So it was like, all right, man, like, come on, we, we were losing money. We don't have time for this. Time is money and I don't have time to waste. OK, so that's why Alameda County is being sued. And hopefully Elon Musk is able to win or, or at least he'll have people that support a lawsuit to get the word out there because this can't continue. It's crazy. Now, it says the orders from Alameda County did ease some of the restrictions. However, it did not lift the order for manufacturing. So you're you're literally closing manufacturing plants. You can't produce things because you're scared of a virus. I mean, and then they're talking about, we won't get back to normal until that vaccine is found, until some kind of remedy, some kind of cure. If it ain't no cure for the common cold, and that's the coronavirus, there's no cure for the flu, there's no cure for SARS or MERS or anything like that, how is it going to be? It ain't going to be a cure. It might be a vaccine. How long is that going to take? There's no vaccine for the common cold, and that's the coronavirus. So how is it going to be one in a short period of time for COVID-19? It doesn't make any sense. AI says, Texas governor says, open up. Austin idiot mayor says, don't open up. Yeah, it's crazy. Shout out to um, Greg Abbott, the governor of Texas, for helping that lady out that got locked up. What was that? Um, what was that? Dallas. He was somewhere. The lady got locked up for opening the hair salon because she didn't want to grovel at the judge's feet. I think the governor passed something to go ahead and free her. So shout out to Greg Abbott for doing that, if I'm correct. But yeah, now you're, you're starting to see how these, you know, the certain localities are operating. It doesn't make any, like, I understand you want to have safety, but safety does not just include being safe from the virus. Safety also includes, you know, being safe in your home, being safe um, in your community. If you have a big problem with unemployment, people not being able to eat, you're going to see crime rise, you know, gun crime, you know, theft, burglary, home invasion. That's going to that's going to rise up. So if you're trying to protect people, you got to do it in a myriad ways rather than just trying to, you know, shield them from the virus. Matter of fact, you can't shoot me from the virus. Like, if I'm going to go out, let me go out. I'm going to Target. I'm going to Walmart. I'm going to Home Depot. I'm going to all these big box stores with five people at a time. And I'm going in there. Everybody in the hotel is in there. Okay, you got a thousand people in there. People are touching things. They're touching the food, touching the little snack items, touching the, the checkout stuff, touching everything, right? They're not washing their hands every two seconds. So if I'm in there in that kind of environment, why can't I go work at a plant or something like that? It doesn't make any sense, really, but it is what it is. And then they also got this thing where they have everything kind of blocked off in the restaurant, like crime scene. 
I think I, I might have showed you guys this last time. Hold on, let me pull it up right quick. This is something I saw here in the city. I won't say where it is because they're good people. I like their food, but you got to see this. And if you're listening on an audio platform, this is a picture of uh, a table in a restaurant with police tape over top of it. Like, it's kind of hard to describe. Basically, it's like one of those inset boots. It's kind of a, a, a circle, like a horseshoe, really. And in the center of the sort of circle horseshoe is a table. Now, on top of the back of the booth, you have police tape tied from one side to the other, and then from the other side to the other, forming the X, hovering above the circular table. And then on a the table, it says, this table is closed per government guidelines. Okay, now you got that in the restaurant, and it's like three tables like that. Do you want to eat in there? Uh, why would I want to eat in there? Does somebody get shot right here? Does somebody get beat to death right there? What's going on? I don't want to eat there. I don't know what kind of ghost is going to pop out at me and tell me to get up from my seat. I don't want to eat there. And then beyond me just not wanting to eat there in the, in the actual restaurant, you're losing the space that you could be having. Like if people want to eat there and they want to be around a crime scene, you can't have a full house. And people's whole thing is based on having a full house, full capacity, full you know usage of the space. How can that be so when you got the crime scene tape everywhere. It's crazy. Open up spots for sure. Like, and I went, to, I, went, I went to a guitar center. I was at Guitar Center trying to get some new headphones. These are kind of like on their last leg. You know, they're kind of broken up, cracked up. They're not doing what they're supposed to be doing. They're old. I need to get them replaced. So I go to the Guitar Center, and when I get there, it's like some little X's outside. The way Guitar Center is where I live is like a little kind of a sidewalk attached to it with sort of an awning and it was other stores right there kind of like a little shop, shopping a shopping strip really not a mall but like a little strip and on a little sidewalk you got x's taped on the ground and the x's are where you stand they're socially distanced right and you can only go in there one at a time basically you go there the lady said hey where do you want to go what's your, what's your department you want to go to i'm like i don't know headphones she's like okay wait right there but then i see she has on the mask and everybody in line does has has on a mask as well. And then I see a sign to enter. You got to have a mask. I'm like, look, do I have to have a mask to get in here? She's like, yeah. I was like, you know what? You have a nice day. I walked away and then went in my car, ordered on Amazon. I, I don't want to go to Amazon, but what's my choice? I got to put on a, I don't have a mask. Number one, number two, I don't want to wear a mask. I'm not trying to prevent my airways from being able to operate properly to go into your store to get a pair of headphones. You understand? I want to go to a place that's right here and not go to the, the the big bad monster. But what's my choice? I don't have no choice because you're prevent me from being able to go in there. They need to open up the country all the way. The masks are not going to help you at all. That's kind of a placebo. That's a sugar pill. Make you feel good. You th think you're getting medication to help you, but you're really not. You might feel better as a result, but all you did was get um, some water and sugar and the pill and that's it. You did not get any medication. What you got did not help you. So I'm not wearing a mask. No, thank you. But it is what it is. Yeah, I just I just bounced. I was like, you know what? I'm out. Let me go ahead and go to Amazon. I didn't want to go there, but I tried to go to a local spot. 
but they're telling me, okay, stand here, stand on the X, social distance, put on the mask, wait. I'm like, man, I'm trying to go through all that. Open up all the way or stay closed. That's how I feel. And I don't know if it's the stores themselves or if it's the local government making them do it. If they're being made to do it, I understand. But I can't really tell if that's the case because I go to Walmart, it's packed. Ain't nobody wearing no mask. Ain't nobody wearing no gloves. Well, some some wearing a mask. I, I mean, I'm lying. Some can wear a mask, but what I meant to say was you're not required to wear a mask. I go on the Wally World, bareface, no gloves. Let's get it. Anybody saying, hey, put on the mask, sir. Wait right here, sir. Anybody doing that? But I go to Guitar Center. Oh, where it is? Wait there. No, I'm good. <laughs> But thank y'all for being here. Definitely appreciate you guys. If you like what you're hearing so far, give me a thumbs up on the video. And I definitely appreciate you. Oh, did you guys see uh, Barack Obama or hear Barack Obama's little leaked audio of him attacking Trump over the virus kerfuffle? Talking about, oh, it's a disaster and all this and that. My question to Obama would be, number one, did this leaked audio come out intentionally or unintentionally? I'm leaning more towards intentionally because it's a way for him to attack Trump over the virus without doing it directly, like on a live stream or something like that. He can he can say, oh, well, look, the audio got leaked. I didn't want it to come out. I was talking to my, my former staffers about how, how to support uh, Joe Biden. It was in confidence, all this, that, and the third. Knowing full well that anytime you're on camera, it can be sent to the media. Okay, you're referring to Biden as Joe Biden. You're saying him by first and last name. It was an endorsement. It was a campaign little uh, stunt, a PR stunt, in my humble opinion. I could be wrong, but I doubt it. And to back up a little bit, he was talking to the Obama Alumni Association, people that worked for Obama, like staffers and whatnot. Uh, they got a little group. and He was speaking to them about trying to now help Joe Biden, quote unquote, win the election. Good luck with that. But anyway, He's speaking to them on one of these little web conferences, like one of these Zoom calls. And by the way, I need to really just train people how to how to do streaming, how to how to use Zoom and stuff like that, because some of these uh, web calls, these Zoom calls be a dumpster fire, sound terrible, video terrible, lighting terrible, connection laggy. I want to help fix that. But anyway, he's on one of these calls with people and the audio gets recorded and put on the Internet, given to Yahoo News. Now, I think it was something that was already set up to give to Yahoo News to appear to be something that was kind of organic to go viral. You know, you're not fooling me, Obama. That's a, a 82 IQ move right there. But it is what it is. It doesn't matter. Like somebody said, it doesn't matter what Obama does, or what he says. The fact is that Biden's not going to win. Biden doesn't know where he is. He don't know where he is half the time, who he is half the time. So he has no chance of being able to win. None whatsoever. Emmy Black says Zoom is watched by CCP using another platform. Yeah, I heard about that. And they also have security issues. Now, is that, you know, other quote unquote security issues? Is that the CCP uh, hacking your stream and putting stuff in there, you know, forcing advertisement into your stream? Or is it just, you know, random people that aren't affiliated with the Chinese government? Because if you don't know, the CCP have an extensive wing of the military that are dedicated to hacking. So they could easily, and if the CCP are in bed with Zoom financially, then it's easy. It's no, it's no point in hacking. They can just, you know, plug themselves in, just like TikTok. But I digress. 
G-Rum says Biden is a placeholder, that's it. If Biden is a placeholder, then who's going to be the person that actually is a president? I'm hearing um, Michelle Obama, I don't think so. Hillary Clinton, I don't think so. That is possible that it could be um, Michelle and or Hillary. Not and or, but or Hillary. That's possible, but I don't think so. I think his running mate would be Stacey M. One Abrams Tank. I think it'd be her. She's been basically begging for the job. I mean, if she don't get the job, it'd be pretty embarrassing. It'd be really embarrassing. You've been on TV for like the past three months begging to get the job. If you don't get it, that's going to be a big time, you know, that, that, that's, that's going to be a big time letdown for her. But it is what it is. I wonder who's going to be the actual president if Biden can't make it. Because he's pretty much on the last leg right now. He's, he's hanging on for dear life right now. And the fingers are on the edge of the cliff about to fall off. The fingers are like this on the edge of the cliff. He, he's, he's about to just fall because he can't hang on no more. You understand? He looks worse and worse every time I see him. He's not improving at all. That's the bad part. It can't, it can't put him on no drugs or nothing to prop him up. He's just going to be what he's going to be. <laughs> he's a napkin holder. Hilarious. All right. Shout out to everybody that super chatted so far. You guys are fantastic. And I thank you all for joining as always. Shout out to, let me go back a little bit. Awakened QAnon who said, shout out from San Francisco. Turn to try and turn the city red. Hopefully you're able to do so because they need it up there in San Fran. They need that red wave up there for sure. Thank you for your donation. Shout out to Yogi Fish who says, bless up Mr. Logan. And thank you for that, man. I appreciate you, boss. Shout out to Mike Hunk who says he came up he came upon the car and grabbed a gun. Any questions or about, or he was up to no good. I don't know what he was doing. And as far as him coming up to the car, uh, according to the police report, the people that did it, I think it was what Gregory McMichael, he said that he pulled up on him. Gregory and the car pulled up on him. So that's what they said. But what do I know? Thank you to Eddie B who says, Abby, you're right about China and Africa and what's happening with Christians in China is really horrible as well. China is an enemy. Oh, ain't no question. You know, China is definitely the enemy. That's who we should be focused on. They wanted to have this big diversion with Russia, Russia, Russia. Look to the South. Look at China. That's the real enemy right there. But thank you for your donation, man. Definitely appreciate it. Thank you to ADB, who also says companies like Tesla or any other will be leaving California due to these crazy restrictions. Plus, it's like New York will be experiencing the same drain of uh, CEOs. Yes. Yeah, because the thing is, they, they, they can't sustain these companies that have to operate. And they, have, they can't be at half capacity. It, they had to operate fully the way it's supposed to, because if they can't, like now, it's less about location and stuff like that and more about being able to operate. They want to be in California due to the proximity to the West, to the West Coast, being right there, getting things from Asia. And all the people that are in tech there that are right there. But if you're Tesla, people will come to you. That's just what it is. And shout out to Yvette, who says, just a donation. Thank you for that. Thank you to Eddie B, who says, first it was about stopping the curve. Now the goalposts have verbally moved by Pelosi, Democrats, to everyone needs to be tested. They'll never be satisfied. It's all about hurting economy Trump. I'm right there with you, man. It, yeah, it's always something new. You know, you want to slow the spread, flatten the curve. Now it's tests. And by the way, speaking of tests, and that's a good segue, um, out here where I am in Tennessee, they have the National Guard going to public housing facilities, also government-run, um, like, uh, like, like old folks' homes, assisted living, and also penitentiaries, jails, to test. 
now I'm hearing it's not mandatory, but they are going with the National Guard. So what's really going on? You know, food for thought. But thank you for your donation. Shout out to Zodoshi's Kane Sword who says, Hi, ABL and Chet. Love y'all. Thank you for your donation, boss. Most certainly appreciate you. Shout out to Ghosting Double O who says, The book Political uh, Ponderology by the psychiatrist Andrew. I ain't going to try to pronounce that one. Andrew L. <laughs> Proves ex post facto that we're groomed, we're governed by sociopaths. Well, thank you for that, man. Definitely. I got to check it out. I appreciate you for your donation. Shout out to Dade Lee Murphy, who says Obama filled with H1N1 in room to talk. Exactly. H1N1 was deadly as this is. Well, not, maybe not as deadly as, but it was deadly. People in nursing homes died too from that. I saw a tweet earlier that said a person remembers it. They had six deaths at a nursing home they worked at at the time during H1N1. Okay, so they want to talk about nursing home deaths right now. Well, back then when H1N1 came out, it was a similar situation. So, you know, let's not really play that game. But thank you for your donation, man. Definitely appreciate you. That's right, SSG Squidward. Tesla is suing. Tesla is suing Alameda County, California, um, because they are not allowed to open back up. The governor, Gavin Newsom, put out a directive that says you can open up manufacturing again in California. But Alameda County says, no, we're not going to do that until the end of May, like the 20th to 29th of May. So Elon Musk is like, hey, we got it. We got cars to make. We have a brand new model of car that's just sitting there that can't be produced because of these restrictions. So how about you make us, you, you allow us to get back to work or we're going to leave. We're going to go to Nevada or Texas or somewhere like that. So all that tax revenue you were getting, it's gone. So if you want us to stay here, then you got to work something out. You got to get back to work. It's, it's simple. It ain't really, I mean, what else are we going to do? We can't just stay here and not make money. That's just not really an option. All right. But yeah, nursing homes, they're, they're definitely places where diseases can spread and kill a lot of the population, unfortunately, because people are already elderly and they're in fragile states. You know, if you've been to one of these uh, nursing homes where it's like, you know, kind of like almost hospice or something, it's not really a good place to be. You know, I, I've been places like that. You don't want to be there. It's, it's, and if and people like that, if they get a cold or something, any kind of little cough, it's a wrap. So an infectious disease like H1N1, COVID-19, anything, anything like that is going to hurt them severely and or kill them because of their fragile state. Let me see. Uh, Eve says, wonder if CDC has the right to give people a vaccine. That's a good question. I don't know about that. I do not know about that. If they can themselves as far as an organization or if they can approve it. I'm not really sure. That's a good question. Yeah, hopefully Tesla does leave, Frank. Hopefully they leave California and then more business follow them. That's what I hope. <laughs> Travis Gustav says, BS, your greedy kind will die. <laughs> well, hey, man, look. I'm not, I, like I said, I, I'm cold hearted. I don't care. Like I've had a gun in my face more than once and I didn't die. Ain't been shot. Ain't been locked up. I know 20 guys in jail. I know guys that's dead and I'm still here. You know, so what am I scared about a virus for? A virus has a death rate of like a fraction of a percent. What am I scared about that for? You know, people get it and survive. People get it and have no symptoms. So why am I scared? If you scared, you could stay home. That's fine. My, my thing is, like, why is anybody upset with those that want to get back to work? I don't understand. If you don't want to go to work, you can stay home. Maybe you enjoy unemployment and that 
$600 a week bonus you're getting, that's fine. But guess what? That ain't going to last forever. So either you're going to go back to work or figure out something else, you know, move to Canada, move to Australia, somewhere else. I don't know. Go somewhere we can get more benefits. How about that? You know, and matter of fact, we can trade. If you don't want to be here because you're scared about the virus, we could trade you to somewhere else and bring in the more suitable candidate to replace you. I think that's fair. I don't really see nothing wrong with that. You know, people that are in a, you know, like people that live in Norway. I know, I know guys up there. Shout out to my man. If you want to come down here and trade places with the guy that's scared of the virus, you can do that. You know, and because they don't got the virus up there. It's like nothing really happening. You can be out there and be free. Matter of fact, if you don't want to leave your house, you can stay home forever. Stay home until you die. Stay home until you get to be 75 years old, and then that's it. That's fine, but guess what? I'm going to live my life unlike you. That's it. <clears throat> exactly, Paul. If you're scared, stay home. Is that, you, can, you can stay home. Like, there's nothing against you. There's no rule that says you must leave your house. Now, how are you going to eat? I don't know, but you can figure it out. <laughs> Hanging Nazi, you're hilarious. I ain't gonna read that though, but you're hilarious. I, I see that. Thank you to Christopher Ross who says, Thanks, ABL. Keep kicking. But oh, most certainly will do, man. Thank you for your donation and your very kind words. Shout out to Mike Hunk who says, When my people do bad stuff, we call them out, get to work. That's it. That's all. It, it ain't nothing else to it, man. Like, that's, that's, that's all we can do. Oh, yeah, I saw that. They, oh, that's a, that's a good one right there. Uh, Dave Murphy says San Antonio went full potato and passed quotes here a resolution saying calling it Kung Flu is hate speech. Oh, matter of fact, no, they said calling it the Asian or the Chinese virus is hate speech. It's like, really? Uh, how does it make any sense? I'm, I'm telling you where it came from. You had news reports that were calling it like that when it first happened. So how was it wrong for me to say that? It just it doesn't make any sense. But hey. That's what happens with people on, you know, people in the city that push certain progressive narratives. You know, it, it kind of concerns me. That's in Texas, though. It, it kind of concerns me. I, I want Texas to still stay red, but I don't like these little pockets of blue becoming more bold in Texas. I don't like that. You know, I know I know Texas is big and it ain't just Dallas and Houston and San Antonio and stuff like that. I know it's big, but I don't want those places to dominate Austin as well. I don't want them to become like I don't want it to be like. L.A. County and San Fran in California. You understand what I'm saying? Because once you leave L.A. County and San Fran, it's conservative for the most part. If I'm wrong, let me know in the comments. Once you go in the, the valley, once you go down IE, places like that, or out to IE, close to Nevada, it's more conservative up there. Like, you know, northern, like Redding and stuff like that is more conservative. But San Fran and L.A. are liberal and they dominate the state. So hopefully we don't have that happen in Texas. Someone's trying to push fear mongering like, oh, if we get more immigration, then it'll be like that. That's possible, but hopefully not. All right, let's get to it. The number to call is 434-658-1220. Again, 434-658-1220. Uh, let me see. Shout out to ADB who says, ABO, you're right. I'm not scared of the virus yet either. It's being used as a psychological weapon. Lamestream media with Democrat socialists are happy spreading fear because they can bludgeon, quote, Trump with it. Exactly. Thank you for that. Shout out to Matt who said two thirds of people who got COVID got it while quarantined. Exactly. They're getting it in the house. It's not working. People that's homeless. Ain't, it's not no big uh 
you know, uh, COVID-19 outbreak among the homeless. They out there in their tent, smoking crack, cooking up pizza on the homemade grill, burning their tent down every two to three months. They don't care. They live in life. You understand? But shout out to uh, Nonversium R who says, these companies that support the Chinese view really should not be receiving funding of any kind from the American government. I agree with you. Thank you for that. Shout out to Joshua Perez who says, my job would terminate me if I don't wear a mask. People in New York City thinks it's a new normal. People are in fear because of tyranny of the government. That's crazy. Yeah, I'm not wearing a mask. I don't care. <laughs> Kim Bone says, uh, should I tight with a mask on? Nah, <laughs> you good money. I'm not wearing a mask. You know, I, I got to I gotta be able to breathe. You know, I'm, I'm used to being able to breathe a lot of air. My nose can just, you know, just bring in. So I can't be having my, I can't be having my, my airway obstructed. I'm not trying to do that. I like to be able to breathe. That's all. All right. Let's go ahead and get rocking. Contract. What is a con contact tracer, American Defender? I've seen that a lot. But what is that exactly? Can you break that down for me? I want to know what that is. All right. Let's get to the calls. The number to call is 434-658-1220. If you want to get in through Skype, there is an email for that in the description box below. All righty. Let's get to my stuff here. Make sure everything's on, on point. Hold on one second. I got to get my sound and everything good to go because I don't want you guys to hear all that, that ringing and dinging in the background. Hold on. Let me just make this the way it's supposed to be. And then we're good to go. All right, let's get to it. Nipping, what's going on? Oh, not much. So yeah, um, Obama, stop playing dumb. You're not fooling anyone. Now nah, I'm, I'm with you, man. So, how, how do you feel about what he said about trying to attack Trump on the virus? He's a hypocrite. There's nothing much else needing to be said. No doubt, because he, he was the guy that went he he was the guy that went golfing when the the whole uh, virus broke out, and it was this whole thing going around saying that you got to close the golf course, you can't go anywhere. But he's going golfing, and that's fine. So I guess he can do whatever he wants when he can't. Yeah. Well, apparently it's okay when the Democrats do it. That's that's what the narrative is these days. Yeah, that's right. I mean, I bet you any money if Trump was a registered Democrat instead of a registered Republican, and he had the same views he had now, he would he he would be paraded around as if he's God. I'm saying it now. I'm I'm calling it. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. So yeah, um, and something on my end of the Atlantic. You also covered that in a video. Um, one of our professors, um, he resigned because he um disobeyed the stay-at-home stay order. Hold on, what happened now? You know, you made a, you yourself made a video on that. Oh, you're talking about the uh, the professor, the uh, the guy that had his had his um his side piece come to the to the house, the, and it, it, this guy he he was a guy that made the models that said there's going to be catastrophic deaths in UK if you don't take action right now to do uh, the quarantine, social distancing. Meanwhile, he has this side piece come to the crib during the thing, and then he was talking about, oh well, I'm kind of like immune from the virus. Already had it. It's like, sir, look, anybody trying to hear that? 
you are the one that is behind this. You should be the main person that's taking it seriously. Obviously, it's not really that big of a deal. So, yeah, um, the thing is with, I mean, I have, I'm in two minds about this one. A, that, like, the last time oh, I was, yeah, like, the, oh, I'm in two minds. Like, the numbers are inflated, and it doesn't make much of a difference whether he went out or not, just like you would, you would go out where you are right now. But on the other hand, he's not practicing what he's preaching. That's what I mean by I'm in two minds about him. Yeah, 100 percent. And no question. Like, you know, if you're going to preach something and I need you to practice it, because if you're not practicing it, then I don't believe you. Exactly. Um, yeah. And it's evident the Democrats are still the racist party, not the Republicans. Look, it's happened with Vernon Jones. It's happened to the I can't remember the other one's name. And I only remember that her name is Karen. I can't remember her surname. Uh, Whitsett. Yeah, Karen Whitsett. It's happened to them. It's still clear that the Democrats, nothing's changed since its inception. They're still the party of racists. They're, they're trying to keep you on the plantation. That's right, 100%. So, yeah, a lot of Democrats have now had enough of their own party. You know you're going downhill when your own mem when your when members of your own party are turning against you. Yeah, it's it's not it's not looking pretty good because there's there's a lot of division there. Uh, you know, you got the the far left, you got the center left, you got the old school, the new school, and you know it's it's gonna they're trying to galvanize around uh, Joe Biden, but I'm not really sure it's going to work too well. Trying to build a party around Joe Biden is trying to throw a live grenade into an oven and expect it not to explode. Yeah, maybe so. That's exactly what, what it's like. Right. It's like you trying to convince me that... Um, that I should, I should vote... For Jeremy Cork, wait, it's not him now, is it? I should vote Labour, despite mm. the fact that I support Brexit. I don't support anything the Labour Party does. And you expect me to vote for them? No, you can't do that. Right. So, yeah, you can't build something around Joe Biden. No, you can't. Not at all. And the, the stats that show that the majority of viruses in New York come from quarantine. Yeah, like I say, 84% total. Uh, you had two thirds that came from people just at home, not working, not going anywhere, really just staying at home. And then another 18% that came from nursing homes. So total 84%. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's a lot. Um, and we're being told to stay at home where the, the majority of deaths are coming from people staying at home. Right. Yeah. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense. And, and earlier today, a lot of people, look, people in the UK have started to have enough. They've had enough as well, people here in the UK. 
Uh, yeah, I mean, I can imagine because it's only so long you could just stay kind of trapped in your home and not being able to work. It's only so long you could do that. Well, the, Boris Johnson is going to tell us at 7 o'clock tomorrow evening. That's 7 o'clock in London, 5 and 2 o'clock in eastern Tennessee. Right. Just, just thought I'd um, clear that up in case you get confused. Oh, no, I got you. So, yeah, he's going to announce uh, what the next, whether he's going to relax measures or not. Yeah, and one of the things discussed will be the stay-at-home order. I hope he relaxes that. Yeah, hopefully... Even if it's just a little bit. Even if it's just a little bit. I don't care. I want to get out of my house. I mean, like... <laughs> I've been in here for seven weeks. I've only been out, like, four times. Yeah, I couldn't do it. I, I, I will refuse. Yeah, me too, but unfortunately... <laughs> I live on my, I don't live on my own. I live with my parents. Right. So I have to do what they say. Right, no, I understand. So, yeah. Um, and 20 million Americans have become unemployed because of all this stay-at-home ridiculousness. Well, that that was just in Nonsense. April. That, that, that was just in April. That wasn't even including March. And those that are still being still being unemployed right now in May, so it's that's going to go up. It'll probably be closer to forty million when it's all said and done, it, depending upon how long this lasts. A lot of fearmongers are telling me that this is worse than World War Two. No, sorry, no, this is not worse than World War Two. This is a huge. You're overhyping the virus so much. You right. just are. No, no doubt, man. But hey, I got a lot of calls on Lyman. Get to a few more of those, man. Thank you for your call. As always, definitely appreciate you. It was nice catching up with you, ABL. Oh, no doubt, man. As always. I shall speak to you on Thursday. All righty. Uh, Thursday, your time. Wednesday, my time. I got you, boss. Yeah, I'll speak to you then. All righty, man. Take care. Peace. Peace. All righty. The, the phone lines are jumping. They're ringing off the hook. Uh, if you want to do Skype, there's an email for that in the box. If you want to do just regular call in, the number to call is 434-658-1220. We'll get to the next call. 301, you're the line. Who am I speaking to? Uh, yeah, uh, Ben Buster, Tacoma Park, man. Thank yeah, you. You, yeah, you bring some serious uh, hardcore hardcore knowledge and reality tonight, man, i got to say. Uh, I, I, I just had a couple points I wanted to, to throw your way so you can you know, see how you want to answer it. But this takes me back to Nancy Pelosi, uh, the State of the Union address, where she tears up the president's speech. And when she did that, she made a, she made a statement to, to whom I don't know. And then you fast forward to where we're at now. And the thing about Nancy Pelosi is her district in San Francisco, and I've seen videos on YouTube. Uh, anybody can check them out. Uh, I know it's a Hispanic guy. He walks through the streets of downtown San Francisco where the homeless are living. And you see street after street, tent, tent, tent people and how they're living out there. And and this is going on right now in, in Nancy Pelosi's district. So, uh, so, so I mean, where, 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 where does she see the, the – where does she see we the people? Does she see the, the country, us as a people, as like the way her district is now in San Francisco? Uh, if she don't give me, that's cold. That's heartless. And but but you're but you're pointing out a lot of uh, points 
that uh, that it's like a big network that's kind of leading in this direction. Uh, but then I want to jump to the homeless because you did talk about the homeless and that the homeless, or the thing about the homeless, the homeless, they're being pushed down even further. If, if, if what's going on with us right now, people losing their jobs and starting to really catch it, the homeless are being pushed down further. But the irony of that is that their percentage of those who are not catching the Wuhan flu is is, is uh, higher. So, and then you're going to, and then the homeless is going to be able to witness a lot of the people if this continues. A lot of the people that's going to be falling and falling through the cracks and falling into homelessness, man. But hey, you kicking some serious things, man. It makes you think. Sometimes I got to write things down, hoping that I do get an answer. I can hit you with where I want something. I'm running all over the place. But hey, man, I thank you for what you do. Uh, and uh, hey, man, uh, and I, you know, and I pray that the CCP, you know, that you they put a head. We pray that you get a hedge put around you because you're kicking some serious stuff. <laughs> and uh, so keep on rolling, man. And I'll talk to you. I thank you for the call, man. Definitely appreciate you. Okay, now. All right, shout out to the caller. Great call. And thank you all for calling. The lines are jumping. I'm trying to get you in as soon as I can. If, if you're trying to call in and it hangs up, just keep on trying. It's like calling into uh, PBS or something. Let's get to the next call. 228, you're on the line. Who am I speaking to? Hello? Yes, who am I speaking to? Oh, hello, Anthony. This is Valerie from Mississippi. How are you doing today? I just called to find out how you're old enough. Oh, everything's good over here. Can't complain at all. How about yourself? Oh, I'm, I'm about to go crazy. That's what I wanted to call and say, that the, you don't know. I mean, I got a very big family, and people are ready to explode. I'm telling you right now, they better do something about letting us. You're giving us back some of our freedom because people are just about ready to explode. And when people get like that, you know it. You know what I'm talking about. They just about ready to to uh, can go out, and if anybody tries to stop them, somebody's going to get hurt. You know, but the police here in Mississippi is kind of on the side of the people. They they ain't doing nothing. You want to go out, you go out. You know, they will stop and say, you know, you could get sick by going out, and if you say, well, I'm willing to take. They just go on about their business, you know. They got sex. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, well, there, there's more just regular policemen are really pretty nice people if you get to know them. They really are, you know. But the, the police here in Mississippi, they will, if they see you out, and when you know you're not supposed to be out, they will stop and tell you, you know, you should be home, but if you say, I just can't take it anymore, they, they ain't going to do you nothing. They just go say, well, be careful, wear a mask or something, you know. They just cool about the whole thing. And and I just was worried about you, how, how you're holding up, you and Virginia with that 
you got that that crazy governor, don't you? Oh no, nah, see, I, I'm from Virginia, but I, I left, and I, I left right on time because I couldn't mm -hmm. be in Virginia right now because they, their lockdown is until June, June 10th. Yeah. So I'm in Tennessee. Okay, yeah. I, I'm in Tennessee well, right now, and it's it's all good here. Yeah, that's pretty cool in Tennessee too. They ain't gonna do nothing to you if right. you get out. You it, know exactly. They're gonna be. Uh, they're gonna tell you, you know, it's on you if you get sick. Uh, you've been warned. It's on you, and and it should be on you if you go out. And you want to take a chance. You know. Yeah, I've been out every day for the most part, and I never got any. Never had any problems. You know, I've been to Walmart no. at night, and then. You know, police, they look right at you and just nod and wave. It Like, it, it, it depends on where you are. Like, where I am, people ain't really, it's not really a big deal to be outside and be out doing what you're doing. The only problem is that you can't really go to a lot of places because it's just weird the way they there are. There's no place to go. Right. <laughs> they got it, everything closed down. Right, exactly. But, uh, but they starting to open the beaches up uh, here in Mississippi, you know, along the Gulf Coast. Mm -hmm. uh, we got all those nice beaches and all. But the only thing is, it don't make no sense the way that you can walk on the beach, but you can't throw a blanket on the beach and have a little picnic the way you, most people, you know, when you go to the beach, you like to bring a basket and a blanket and uh, you can't do that, but you can walk on the beach, you know. But uh, we're starting to open up here now. And I just called to see how you're doing because I consider you a friend. I know we never met in person, but I do consider you a friend. Well, thank you for that. I appreciate you. You know, I, I'm glad you I'm glad you're here. I'm glad you call in, and I, hopefully everything goes good with you because you got the family in there. Everybody's like get, getting on your nerves. Hopefully, okay. you guys can get out soon and have that not be the problem no, no more. I, I'm a very chill person. I don't care. If kids want to cut up, but that's my daughter. I'm the grandma. You understand? Right. I'm the grandma. I can just say, "Oh well, go, 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 call, go buy the mama." I'm reading books. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know that uh, grandchildren are your payment from God for being a mama. I get to say, "I'm busy right now. Go ask your mama," and that's a blessing. You don't know how much of a blessing <laughs> that is, but I do love them. Okay. And you take care, okay? I'll let you go. All right, thank you for the call. Definitely appreciate it. Okay, bye-bye. All right, shout-out to the caller. And somebody asked, what part of Virginia? Seven cities, two up, two down. Um, Chesapeake, I'm, I'm from Portsmouth, Chesapeake. If you know anything about that particular area, that's where I grew up. And we got a lot more calls on the line. Let me get to the next one. All right, Matt, what's happening? Hey, what's happening? What are you doing? Everything's good. Uh, hey, this whole this whole thing has been playing out, man. So the the economy was not in good shape prior to coronavirus. And uh, there there's a multifaceted uh, reason I can say that. And I go, uh, you know, what were interest rates doing? They were going down. What was the Fed doing with the balance sheet? They were buying troubled assets. What was oil doing? It was going down. Uh, what was the federal deficit doing? It was going up. These, they, these were all things, uh, you know, back in November that someone could reasonably say we're heading for a depression, and and all those things are kind of baked into baked into this. And uh, what I was saying about Trump possibly losing 2020 
was that they're they're going to have to do a number of things because the whole Russiagate thing failed. And one of the things that they're going to do is they're going to tank the economy because that was sort of like uh, Trump's, um, you know, everything that everybody could give him credit for. But I don't think the economy was very good. Uh, and then the whole Joe Biden thing, they never when Pelosi was endorsing Joe Biden, they're they're not endorsing Joe Biden. They're basically getting ready to give up on him. They have to endorse him now in order to get rid of him. And, uh, you know, this, the Tara Reid thing was sort of like a wrench in those gears. So I feel like this is like a plan that sort of has been in motion for a while now. And uh, albeit there's been like some twists and turns, I think it's, it's on course. So you think that this whole, the, the virus was playing? No, I think I think that the recession was coming no matter what, and if it weren't the virus, I think that you know the the global elitist, uh, you know the Illuminati or whatever. I don't know. I don't believe in all that stuff, but I feel like they would have found a reason uh, in order to trigger uh, a recession. You know, it could have been um, it could have been a new war, it could have been uh, just a regular business cycle. Uh, you know, there's. There's business cycle predictability indexes, and they're, they've all been written on a hair trigger. So I think when you look between now and November, six months uh, are going by, I, I think the coronavirus situation itself probably was like the worst option because now uh, people are, are sort of saying it's a reasonable uh, justification for why the economy is failing. Whereas if it, it sort of just failed on a business cycle, or what we would have seen as like a something in 2008, like a subprime uh, lending situation, uh, they wouldn't have as good of an excuse to say that it wasn't Trump's fault. So they're looking for a way to pin this on them. And this is why they say, Trump, your response to coronavirus has been absolutely horrible. You could have saved so many lives if you just did what we told you to do, even though we told you to do all the same wrong things anyway. Well, I got, uh, I got a question for you, though. Like, what if the, what if the economy was doing well before the virus, would we still be and what we're in right now? Would it, would it be a good economy right now if we had a good economy before? Well, so what is a good economy, right? So a good, and I, that's a great question. Uh, a good economy is one that, you know, it's kind of like you have a bad harvest, you know, but you got all kinds of grain in, in the store. So now you can survive the, the winter. You know, that's, that's what a good economy is. So a good economy for America kind of looks like, well, we're making all kinds of stuff. Uh, our, our workforce participation is low or unemployment is low. That's all good things. But also, you know, you look at Denmark, they in 2015, uh, they were, excuse me, yeah, 2011, they were paying down their national deficit. I mean, they, they absolutely were, were paying it all down. Um, so when, you know, when your household economy is good, yeah, you can buy the stove and you guys can go out to the movies, but you're you're also not accruing all kinds of debt. Okay, Denmark population, five point eight million. LA County double that by itself. That's not that's not even the whole state. There's just one county in California is almost double that with like ten million. So it's kinda hard to compare. But I'm saying, like, okay, if we had a good economy and things are going good, everybody's doing well, and then the virus hits and people can't go to work. 
I mean, how long is that sustainable before it becomes a problem to where now you have an economic downturn? And then it's not even just America. It's the whole world dealing with it. You're talking about global disruptions, production, um, transportation, airlines. Can the airline industry stay afloat with no passengers for two months? Is that possible? Even even in a good situation, is that possible to just not have any income in your business while you still have operating expenses for that long? And you're in aviation, so you would know that, right? Yeah, this is an aviation company. I'm actually at work right now. Um, the, if anything, I you look at like what what happened to the 737 Max, all these planes being parked out there. Aviation aviation is is a different business. Like number one, this this actually might be a good thing for some aviation companies. Not all of them, but some of them, because aviation companies uh, like uh, Southwest, for example, they they sort of they hit their glory days when they bet the futures contracts better because they, they bet that fuel was going to be at a higher price. So uh, aviation companies, especially transport, are very much uh, fuel futures uh, companies. And right now, they're all being forced to pay a premium for fuel because they, they thought fuel prices are going to go up. And they've absolutely plummeted. So they're losing their butt in that regard. So not flying is actually beneficial because now they don't have to buy as much fuel at a high futures. And then they also have a situation where uh, I can't remember. I'm not a bankruptcy expert, but is it? I can't remember if it's like Chapter 14 or Chapter 15, where you're a special government uh, uh, interest, you know, because you're vital to the, uh, the the market economy because people need to get from one place to the next so you can get these bailouts. So now they have reasons, you know, tangible reasons other than them. Uh, I'm trying not to swear. Uh, really messing up with things like uh, the 737 MAX and uh, uh, betting artificially high on future oil futures contracts. Now they have a, a coronavirus to say, well, this is, this is an act of God and it's completely out of our control. So uh, bankruptcy is going to be a, uh, a commodity uh, coming up here. Like who, who's able to go bankrupt and, and who's going to be left holding the bag is, is going to be a, a major thing that the government's going to be able to socialize, you know, because TARP was just socialized bankruptcy, right, for the banks. Well, okay. All right. So I mean, that's pretty much all I got. You got anything you want to add before I get to the next call? Uh, no, uh, other than other than Biden was looking for a way out and uh, Tara Reid wasn't that way mm. out and it, and it might be his way out, but uh, it, Tyra Reid really put Pelosi and these people in a in a tight spot because, uh, you know, they were looking for like either an illness or or something, something for him to to exit gracefully. That's why they endorsed him, and they wanted to get rid of him. So take it easy. All right, thank you for the call, man. Definitely appreciate it. Bye bye. All right, shout out to Matt. Thank you for the call. And let's get to the next call. Our number to call is 434-658-1220. Again, 434-658-1220. Let's go ahead and get on to it. 413, you're on the line. Who am I speaking to? How are you doing? It's Chris. Just calling, uh, checking, make sure you're not breaking the Logan Act. <laughs> the, the Logan Act? What, what, nah, nah, everything's good over here. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> um, speaking of acts, um, back in 2013, Obama repealed the Smith-Munt Act. You know what that was? No. It was about propaganda. Mm. 
he allowed for propaganda with an executive order. Check it out. It's called the Smith-Munt Act. This is big time. I, I heard about this on Alex Jones back in, you know, back after it happened. And uh, didn't really look into it until just recently when I was trying to convince my aunt that it was real. And I finally got the name of the act. It's the Smith-Munt Act. So that's... Uh, <laughs> It's heavy-duty stuff. So when he's out playing golf and he's smiling, everyone else is in their home dying. He's he's just he's just licking it up. Mm. Yeah, heavy heavy-duty stuff. Yeah. It's, so it's, with these with with people, um, you know, feeling confident about, uh, well, I got tested or this and show this or shows that. Um, it sounds like there's a lot of false positives happening. If you've had the flu virus shot, if you've had, sorry, if you've had a flu vaccination, like you said, it's, a, it's another form of a um, corona-type virus. So flu shot or flu vaccinations have shown, uh, actually according to a Navy study that was done back in, I guess, November, um, they showed, I don't have the exact study um, title, but you can look it up, Navy study, um, that the high percentage of the people that they study or that they in the study that they tested for covid showed positive if they had had their flu shots which most you know, I, I assume everybody in the military has to take their mandatory vaccinations so some people actually test test the false positive and some people don't. So then there's different conditions around that. Maybe there are, some people are healthier than others, just they have better diets and they're stronger constitution, all that kind of stuff. Um, yeah, constitution. We're going to get our constitution trashed. Um, <laughs> I want to. I tried calling uh, uh, InfoWars to tell them, because they, they seem like they got some connections to the White House. It seems like if we federally legalized right now and just said, yo, people, yo, farmers, grow hemp. Hemp and all the products associated with hemp and marijuana will grow that bunch too. Sorry, <laughs> um, but in in terms of hemp, all the oil seed stuff, all the various extracts you get from hemp, all the fiber products you can make plastics from it, all the all the uses that are derived from hemp could be grown, could be could be planted right now on all these huge soybean fields. All these soybeans, every soybean farmer out there in the Midwest who are all screaming, yeah, we're not going to vote for uh, sorry, uh, Trump if he doesn't get this deal with China, if he doesn't get this deal so we can sell our, short, our, toy, our <laughs> soybeans. And it's like, God, why don't you guys grow some hemp? You know, it's like that stuff got, legal, that got legalized because of the plastic companies and the oil companies and whatever other politics back in the whatever that was in the 30s or 40s or whenever that happened um what else uh, you know there's a the name of a book called silent weapons for quiet war if i forget when it's from but that's, that's a title that people may want to look into um what else do i got i wrote a couple things down uh, oh <laughs> i don't know if this was real it looked real as I, I saw it on the video about on youtube about back in about eight or nine years ago it was in a uh like a banquet room it looked pretty fancy um it was uh who was the advisor for for uh, uh, george rove rove carl rove with his arm on bill clinton and 
a young Barack Obama with George Bush sitting there too. There, you know, this was in the like it like it was in the you know, late '80s, maybe maybe early '90s. Karl Rove going, "You're gonna be president, then you're gonna be president, and then you're gonna be president." And I was just like, "Oh gosh, this is real." I mean, and I have not found it again ever on YouTube. Like I said, I saw this back, you know, when you could actually get stuff on YouTube, and and it was gone. Next time I tried telling someone about it, but I went over to look, got to check this out, and we looked and we looked and we couldn't find it. But I don't know, maybe someone with um, uh, what's the uh, Wayback Machine or something could maybe pull that one up. Um, but Carl Rove, he's just he's a creep. Gosh, <laughs> anything else, guy? What's going on? Uh, that's all I got to say, I guess. All right, now. Well, thank you for the call. Definitely right, appreciate it. You. All right. Yeah, take it easy, man. All right. Shout out to the caller. <laughs> uh, let's get to the next call. The number to call, 434-658-1220. The number is always in the description box and sometimes right here on the ticker as it passes along in front of your TV, your phone, or whatever. You're watching this on screen. Let's get to the next call. 607, you're on the line. Who am I speaking to? It is. Yeah, what's up? Chuck from uh, Jayville, North Carolina. Uh, what's going on? Yeah, everything's well. I hope everything's good for you. Um, the thing I wish to uh, speak with you this evening is a couple of things. One, uh, earlier tonight you were saying, like, um, you had that leaked audio of uh, Obama and how it seemed like he was being, honestly, I think he was right. That I think he did. Personally, I think he actually did believe that conversation was was being recorded because how cautious he was with his comments and how particular, I guess you could say, and what on the comments that he was saying. I mean, that's what it seemed like because he was, you know, being very measured with his words. It, it was like he was giving um, a little, little stump speech. So, you know, of course he knew, especially when you're talking in a, a webcam, people can see you. That may not be people that you actually, you know, know because you could be at home like if it's some kind of web conference, they're at home with their with their family and stuff like that. People that he does not know, so he's going to speak very carefully, and he knows that it could get out. And of course, it did, and he probably wanted it to get out because, like I was saying, um, he was able to attack Trump and get news out there without directly doing it on an interview or something like that. So he can't he, he can escape he can escape some of the criticism for criticizing Trump over the virus. So, yeah, that's probably what happened. If if it is what happened, I would not be surprised at all. And and also one other thing, and hopefully, please, if you could educate me on this one. Okay. You as a YouTuber, you do two live streams a week. Yes. All right. Now, I'm going to assume that you do not have the DNC in your back pocket giving you millions of dollars worth of cash. <laughs> no, not at all. So why in God's creation does Joe Biden not unable to do this? He, I, I don't believe Joe Biden is technically savvy enough to run a live stream. Nobody here does. But he has the money to hire people to do this. He has the DNC. He has his own campaign, millions of dollars, and they can't get this right. <laughs> because that, that, that tells you right there that government are not really efficient 
are effective at what they do. It's a private citizens. They got to come to us to get this stuff done. You know, you're trying to go to some staffer or something like that that you didn't hire at some random position to do the live stream, and they don't know what they're doing. They got stuff running on Wi-Fi. They got all kind of funky microphones and bad cameras and, you know, crazy internet connections. They don't understand how to do this. They got to come to us. This is why government does not work. They can't even get a live stream together. Like, that, like the whole thing with the what? Remember the Obamacare website? But it spent millions mm -hmm. on the website and it didn't work. Like, that's that. I can do a website. Like, I have a background in web development or web designers to say, not development. I'm not a PHP Drupal kind of guy. I'm more of a web designer. I can do a website right now and the day it'd be beautiful. But they spent millions on basically e commerce website and couldn't do it. So that tells you how inefficient government is. I mean, that, that actually uh, brings back more to the point. I mean, there, I don't know how many YouTubers there are out there that actually do live streams. God knows how many. And I'm willing to bet there's probably definitely like about 30, 40, even more. They're actually Biden supporters that are like, hey, we'll pay you, you know, $50,000 a year or whatever to run live streams. Do us what we, show us what we need to do. Set things up. Run it. And fix the technical issues. Yeah. Or however much money. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, but see, they don't, that's not how government really, they don't, they don't even do it like that. They, they, they should, but they're inefficient. Like, they, they should come out and just find some streamer that knows what they're doing, get them on the staff, pay them money, and let them do it, but they don't, they don't think like that. The same way they could have got a bunch of these web designers to get them a proper website, and they didn't, they spent millions on it. And then it, it could also just be kind of a racket. They're, they're paying these guys a bunch of money to do nothing. They're paying friends or their family and stuff like that. It's corrupt. They don't even care about reaching out and getting a YouTuber to do this because it's not even about that. They're, they're inefficient. They're dumb. And that's why government should be small. And it should be more about us as people running our lives rather than the government. And, and uh, one, one other final thing. And that's another thing, too, that personally makes me believe how a show of incompetence of him and also that of his staff or his campaign. Like, I think when he did that virtual town hall, Right? There were so many blunders. Okay, yeah, technical issues happen. You you know this. You de obviously you definitely deal with them. Technical issues. But, I mean, it, it seemed like they had, like, they didn't even rehearse it. <laughs> I mean, I mean, well, it, I, I was in the military. I retired out of the Army. Like, whenever we had a major ceremony thing, we spent at least a week every day practicing it. Yeah. And he can't do that? Nah. <laughs> I mean, we're in the public eye. I mean, he is running for the most powerful position on the planet, the most public eye position on the planet. And he can't tell do a couple of rehearsals? Nope. <laughs> I mean, even more to, the, and more to the point, I mean, how many people from the media industry have been laid off, like producers and cameramen, this, that, and the other? They can't hire them, say, hey, I was a producer for X show. I know how to operate said thing. I used to, you know, work for the rest of the Academy Awards. Things happen there. We cue this guy, cue that guy, cue this, cue this. Hey, we're going to switch over to you. This, that, and the other. They can't hire people to do this and practice it? I mean, to you and I, this just makes common sense. But to the government, they, they don't do things in the common sense way most of the time. That's just the reality. I mean, this, is, this shows how bad and incompetent they truly are. I mean, I would want everything to be purely perfect. And, like, I could understand, like, a certain technical issue. Wi-Fi goes out, whatever. I get it. People get it. A thunderstorm shows up and poof, next thing you know, they electrify their house. Get it. Act of God. <laughs> but you don't want to – I mean, you I mean, you could play those off. People will say, okay, oh, yeah, they had a tornado come through. We get it. 
You know, but I mean, have some professional professionalism on yeah. your product. Yeah, I mean, I, I I agree with you, man. I'm with you 100%. But, hey, man, I got a lot of calls on the line. I'm get to a few more. Thank you for the call. Definitely appreciate you. All right. Have a good night. All right. Same to you. All right. Shout out to the caller. Yeah. I mean, I agree with him. Like, like I said before, I wish I could just train some people about how to do the live stream. But, you know, not everybody's really up for it. I may do some kind of a seminar because people are asking me a lot. How do I do this? How do I do that? I could, I could teach you. Like, I've been doing this for a long time. To me, it's just like really easy, second nature. I got every, I got my whole setup set up. People don't really understand how to do it. For me, it's just simple. The only problem would be if you got a bad, if the, if the internet kind of goes out or the power goes out. But beyond that, it's all good. You know, Skype might mess up, but you got to understand what kind of programs you're using, know the reliability, make sure everything's up to date, and have, have all your ducks in the row before you start the stream. Like and they don't they don't take it seriously or something else. They kind of look at it like it's nothing, it's easy, and then when they get into it, they're not prepared. But when they're talking about like a stump speech or something like that, all the ducks are in the row, and everything's generally good. But I've seen it mess up on live TV too. But I can understand TV because it's a, it's a lot more factors to go into television. I mean, you got a crowd and you got acoustics of the crowd and you got to have your sound guys. You got a lot more um, independent factors and moving parts. But with a stream, it ain't that much. I have a 72-inch desk, two monitors, um, point-and-shoot camera, PC. Like, my whole setup is right here. And my microphone, of course, on the, on the stand, on mixer right there. That's all I need to do my stream, and I'm good. Okay, for Joe Biden's stream, he can have uh, somebody helping him out, maybe in the back of the house or something, with a long cable, a monitor, and then he could just be speaking. He can just have the camera right here. They can have the cables going to their computer and they can do all the switching and everything they got to do as far as bringing on people or whatever. It should be pretty simple, but, you know, some people it's kind of hard. They can't really handle stuff like that. But like I said, government, not really efficient. They're not so much worried about getting professionals all the time. They're worried about getting those in there that are kind of friends and whatnot. This is why government should be small. Let us handle things like this, like our safety. Let us handle that. When you put the government in charge of safety, they, they put us in more danger by making us stay at home, but different story. I digress. Let's get Super Chats right quick, and then I'm going to get back to the calls. The number to call is 434-658-1220. Let me see. Um, let me scroll back up here. Uh, let me see. Let me see. Shout out to, well, I got to go way back up. Okay. Thank you to Joshua Perez, who says, my job will terminate me if I don't wear a mask. I already read that one. Thank you for that. Shout out to... Andrea Timmers, who says, thank you, ABL, for speaking the truth. Hey, it's all good. Thank you for your donation and your very kind words. Most certainly appreciate you. Shout out to Tony Smith, who says, when Trump makes the economy bounce back from this, the Democratic Party is toast. Stroke. Hey, you might be right about that, man. Thank you for your uh, donation. I appreciate it. Shout out to No Diggity, No Doubt, who says, what's up, ABL? I've bloody married too many bloody Marys. ha. <laughs> Thank you for that. I appreciate it. Thank you to Valerie Rogers who says, hello, Anthony, how you holding up? Hey, it's all good over here. There's no problems. I've been going out every day. I just don't like going to Qatar Center, trying to get some new headphones. And they're talking about, oh, you got to wear a mask coming in the store. I don't like that too much. But beyond that, it's all good over here. But thank you for your concern and your donation. Shout out to Kim Bone who says, here's five I would have spent towards a haircut, but my stupid governor won't let me get one. Hashtag in the shutdown. I, I agree. I'm right there with you. Um, yeah, people out here, like the salons, uh, the salons open up 12 midnight, right? People outside waiting 
in line to get to this line to get you know the hair done and get the hair cut because it's a real thing luckily i started cutting my hair myself back in like 2012 cutting it bald with a pair and his clippers luckily i started doing that because if i didn't i'd be looking like i smoked crack for a living for real you know but thank you for your donation shout out to uh idol is that, is that your name for your donation with the number one fan i appreciate that thank you <laughs> and thank you to deep center field press who says government we certainly have seen the worst of that in the past two months a lot of hacks and authoritarians keep up the good work I, i'm right there with you boss and thank you for your donation shout out to the master of violence who says that's a, that's a crazy name who says this guy says he's a member of mensa on his twitter bio now that's what we're speaking about but thank you um let me see let me get back on track here shout out to no digging in no doubt who says frogs in the chat for another bloody mary or frogs in the chat for me to refrain <laughs> uh thank you thank you man appreciate it shout out to no digging in no doubt who says what tabia looks like milk added or no yes this uh was because i done already punished it this was um chai with tea i mean ch with tea chai with milk tea all day I don't drink coffee. This is close as close as you get right here is is some tea with milk. But I don't drink I don't I don't drink coffee. I don't drink alcohol. That's this pretty much, you know, I don't even drink soda. I drink like that that um that sugar-free soda. I, I drink that, but that's pretty much it. Mostly water though. And thank you to Christopher Dyer and No Digging No No Doubt for becoming members, uh ABO supporters. You guys are great. Oh, shout out to Dade Lee. Murphy, who says Hodge twin video about was uh, right. Hodge twins were right about the Aubrey shooting. Yeah. Shout out to Hodge twins. My, my fellow Virginia brothers, they from uh, Martinsville, which is like an hour south of Roanoke, where my dad is from and where my granddad and my granny and um, they live for a long time. Still got family out there. So shout out to the Hodge twins. Yeah, they were right about the, they were right about the situation. Right on point. And thank you to who else? L.D. Murray. Who says thanks for your insight so smart hey it's all good i'm glad you guys enjoy it i'm just speaking my heart and being real i'm glad you guys are able to appreciate it but let me get to the calls and the number to call is 434-658-1220 again 434-658-1220 all righty ask somebody right there i want to pick up but it was a little bit too slow to the trigger let me see did i already answer this one i don't think i did hold on let me just make sure i'm good to go let's go 416 on the line. Who am I speaking to? 416. Oh, hi. How are you, Anthony? Cigar Bucks. Everything's good, man. What's going on? <laughs> uh, the world's weird, man. Uh, did you hear about what happened up here in Lethbridge, Alberta, with the police? What they done? I don't think so. What happened? Oh, man. I... I cannot believe how stupid they are. Uh, you know, on May the 4th, they do a thing for uh, Star Wars, right? Like, because uh, it's like the May, May the 4th be with you, so they do the May the 4th thing. Yeah. Anyway, some guy, he's got a, a pizza joint, I think it is, called the Coco Vanilla Galactic Cantina. I think that's the name of it. And so he hires this... 18-year-old girl to put on the Stormtrooper outfit. You know that big white outfit, the big plastic-looking Stormtrooper thing from Star Wars? Yeah. Okay. 
and a little plastic laser gun, and she was supposed to walk around in front of the place to, you know, attract attention to get people to go in. Uh, later on, I don't know if somebody phoned or what, but it was like three cop cars show up in front. And this is actually on YouTube if anybody wants to check it out. it's uh, You look up a thing that says original footage, stormtrooper arrested by Canadian police on May the 4th. And uh, so they, they scream. They, they got guns pointed at her. Wait, 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 wait. Let's 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 slow down. How, how do how, <laughs> OK, how, how do we go from outside the store? Just, you know, just enough to the guns come out. How, how do we get there? Uh, I really not sure how that <laughs> how that happened like she was she was just walking around back and forth and uh so i don't know like if somebody phoned or what but like this guy's got footage he went he walked up to her and uh, took a picture of her and then these cop cars showed up and these idiot cops get out and they said drop the weapon wow no okay oh it gets worse so uh, i think later on the owner of the place comes out and says it's a plastic gun (laughs) and they tell you know oh you better go back inside and all this crap and and then so she puts the stupid plastic gun on the ground and that's not good enough drop to the ground what? Like, get on your belly. Come on. So they made her get on her stomach. They bloodied her nose. They handcuffed her. She's crying, bawling her eyes out. Uh, and so there's a guy who's filming it. Now, he did a pretty bad job of filming, but you still saw all this crap happen. And uh, a cop comes up and and says, oh, you can film, it's okay, just you're getting in the way, so you better not, or I think he says something to the effect of you'll get charged or something like that for interfering. And then the cop goes, and after saying you can film it, he goes and pulls the car up in front, so he blocks everything. But I'm looking at this, and I'm thinking, there's three cop cars full of idiots, obviously, because... I get a phone call and they say there's somebody running around with a gun in front of the Galactic Lounge <laughs> or whatever whatever it's called, right? And I see them dressed up like a Star Wars character. I'm automatically just going to laugh. I'm not going to go out there. Like maybe because they they got a call, you have to go and investigate. So yeah, okay, I'll walk up and say, can I just take a look at that? plastic gun of yours to make sure so that I can write my report. But no, they, they make complete fools of themselves. This is on YouTube. Like if you want to check it out, you know, it says it's under a thing called original footage dash stormtrooper arrested by Canadian police on May the 4th. If anybody wants to check it out, you'll see these morons. Uh, And this is after our illustrious prime minister says, oh, we can't have any guns here. You know, we're banning 1,500 guns, 1,500, you know, and 
I thought, we just had a tragedy happen down in New Brunswick where somebody ran around for, I believe, eight hours killing people. That they couldn't do anything about, but, oh, yeah, we can pick off somebody in a Halloween costume and uh, make ourselves look like complete morons. I'm telling you, man, like, (laughs) this is absolutely insanity. So uh, one thing I want to mention, I notice a lot of people are talking about uh, Trump getting reelected and stuff. Everybody, make sure you continually tell everybody to go and vote because I've got one of my sons, his wife is liberal, so she votes for the jerk. And her whole family is like that. Their whole family is liberal. And I remember them thinking that Trudeau wasn't going to get elected this second time. Now, he got the he didn't get a majority government. He got a minority government, but still... The idiot is our prime minister. So even they thought he wasn't going to get that. So everybody down there, please go and vote for Trump. Make sure that nobody thinks that it's a shoe in. Do it, you know, because you got nothing but bad crap happening. Uh, one thing I want to point out also is I'm really glad uh, the point that you were making about uh, the black-on-black crime and them saying absolutely nothing, it, it it reminds me exactly of the Brett Kavanaugh case, right, With and then with Biden. Exact same thing. Nobody cares. You know what I mean? Like, whatever it is to suit their little thing. And, and even look at uh, Northam. What he pulled off, I mean, can you imagine if they found a picture anywhere of Trump like that? Oh, no. I mean, it it, it don't matter if it was obviously not him, obviously him. (laughs) That'd be all we talk about every single day of the week. That's right. That's all they would keep talking about. Yeah. So, I mean, whatever they want to fish around in their, their little general direction. And they won't care about anything. Like you said, like that, the little girl getting killed. Nobody cared. I thought, man, like, that's gross. And then, like you pointed out, the uh, the thing with uh, the security guard. I heard it. I heard it in passing. This is the problem. So I don't I, I've been fishing around trying to find the one that I heard. But the way that they said it, uh, it was like they made sure that you, they said that it was a black security guard. And then I don't recall them saying anything for the shooter. So I figured, why would they make a point of saying that the security guard was black unless the shooter was white? Right? Right. That's, that's just the assumption that I made as a, as a result. And I thought, well, it doesn't matter because with something like this, I'm going to hear about it. I'll, I'll just uh, look later. And then I couldn't find anything on it. And then you said, then you you put the uh, the video up saying what 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 did happen, and I went, oh God, no wonder I can't find anything about it. You know, it's not fitting the narrative. That's right. But uh, anyway, I'm gonna. I just 
if, if anybody wants to look at that thing, remember, just original footage, stormtrooper arrested by Canadian police. You, you see, it's ridiculous. It's, it's embarrassing, I'm telling you, to, to be Canadian and you see stuff like this happen. It is really embarrassing. But uh, thanks a lot for taking my call, and I'll uh, talk to you later. It's been fun. <laughs> Thank you for the call, man. Definitely appreciate it. <laughs> Thank you. Bye. All right, shout out to my man, um, Cigar Box. Okay, I got a link to this video right quick. Let me see if I can play it. Okay, I'm gonna put it up on the screen right quick, just for a moment because some people don't, they don't listen to it on audio. So I just wanna show you what I can right quick. Then we're gonna get back to the calls. Okay, let's do this here. All right, there's no sound on it. All right, so they're driving by. And this is the Stone Trooper. It's kind of hard to see because it's not necessarily super big. And I can't really go full screen because it'll cover up the whole screen. But you see, it's like, okay, standing there. I got my hands up. The 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 the, the guns on the ground, the little plastic guns on the ground. And then they're out. So it's one, two police cars. A third one's coming up, I suppose, with the camera. Or maybe that's somebody just a passerby. So right now you got the two police cars and then they're being approached by the officer. This guy's like on the moon. It's the, the, the angle is so far. The, the view is so far. He's scared to be seen, I guess, because he, he doesn't want to be maybe involved with it. There you go. So now the person, the, the troopers on their knees and they're about to get arrested. I guess I got to take the helmet off. Meanwhile, the officer got the gun right there in front of him. It's like, you might want to pick that up, sir. Like, the, the stormtrooper is, like, right there on the ground. And they go to the owner right there, I guess. And then, okay, now they got her on the ground. With the helmet still on. The stormtrooper helmet still on. Now the helmet is off, I think. And the guy, I don't know if he's smoking crack right now, and he just unbothered. Sir, I don't want to see your face and your teeth and all of that good stuff. Let's get back to the action. What would he be doing? So Garbos, he was in line when he said the guy did a bad job. I'm seeing the sky and the scenery and the berries in the trees. I ain't trying to see all that, man. Let's look at the action. I'm seeing ground. Come on, sir. If you are a videographer, you're going to get fired on your first day. All righty. I'm, I'm about to get dizzy now. I'm motion sickness. Let's try to skip ahead a little bit. So now the officer got the, the for real uh the, the for real pistol right there that, i mean the rifle approaching the guy with the camera i suppose and then they go to the fake gun right there on the ground still ain't been picked up and now they arrested the stormtrooper like for for what though this is what happens when you know so much hysteria you know you know what this reminds me of this reminds me of or i don't want to say reminds me of what it is is when the the kid that gets nah not, not not the kid it's the people that would suspend the kid for having a pop tart gun remember the pop tart gun some years ago a little boy chewed a pop tart into the shape of a gun and got suspended from school for that I, I lied chewed a pop tart I'm talking about a pastry a little treat chewed it like matter of fact hold on I gotta put it up on the screen if you guys don't remember that because that was really wild. 
But yeah, that 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 lady should sue the police department over there. She should sue Canada and Trudeau for that because that's ridiculous. And she got slammed actually. Like it, it didn't even show. It didn't show all of it. She she got slammed onto the ground because of that. But it, it didn't show that in the video. That's what I've been reading. Nose got blooded up and everything. Okay. Now hold on. Now you're gonna see this pop tart gun if you ain't seen it. Okay, hold on. That's that's a pop tart gun right there. A, a pop tart, and no, that's probably the best one. It's like like the little cinnamon jank. I, I would do something like that, just eating it. How you know I didn't just you know chew it and all of a sudden it became that, and then I'm playing with it like I'm a little boy. I'm six years old. I'm playing with the food, suspended for this. Those kind of people were the same ones that threw the lady on the ground and arrested her for wearing a stormtrooper costume outside of a store. Ridiculous. But let's get back to the calls. The number to call is 434-658-1220. All right. Let me get to my, my screen back together. And. All right. Snap Turtle, what's happening? Yo, what's going on, man? Everything's good, man. Oh man, you know I'm I'm outside chilling again per usual. No doubt. Um so I wanted to know if you uh, heard anything new about the Arbery case. Um did you hear about the surveillance video about the, on the construction site? Now I'm I'm just not hearing about that as I'm streaming right now. I I, I didn't see no video. All I saw was a like a snapshot of it. Is there, yeah. is there a, is there a full video? There is. There there are a couple of videos. There's a video there's a video outside of the construction site. And there's a video inside the construction site. Now, he did go into that construction site. Mm. So the theory of that can be put to rest is actually a fact. He did show up to that that house and go inside the house. And he was looking around. He didn't take anything. He was just looking around. It, it, it's an empty house. Uh, it's a frame, basically. Right. And um, so apparently he, he ran out. I don't know why he ran out. But maybe he stopped by on his jog and then said, okay, well. This is looking like something, and then he ran out. But anyway, so uh, if, if you look at the law in Georgia regarding citizen's arrest, mm-hmm. you can only perform a citizen's arrest if you are in the vicinity of that crime being committed, and you're, like, right there. You're able to stop it. Right. And if the person is leaving the scene of the crime, meaning the crime is over and they moved on, they can only chase after the person and attempt to arrest them if if, if they committed a felony. Okay. And the only law that he broke in this case essentially was trespassing. Right. Now, in that case, that's that's what got them in trouble. That's why they're being charged right now. Well, they're being charged now because somebody leaked the footage thinking that it was going to help the case. Ah. Uh. No, they're the okay. Right. So their lawyer, right, did it. Their li- their lawyer released the video. Okay. And um, so he thought it was going to help him. Like, look, this guy was actually at, at that house. And boom, he started running away. And that's why they did what they did. Mm. Well, they kind of stepped in it at that point. Um, but, you know, the, 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 the bottom line is what they should have done was like I think you mentioned it the other day. They should have, they could have followed him and gave a location to the police. Like, oh, they're going down this way. Oh, he turned this way. Right. But to actively cut him off, they tried to cut him off twice. 
if you look at the the police report is out too. Yeah. So if you look at the police report, they tried to cut him off twice. They they tried to come off the first time, and he just ran around and ignored him. And then the second time, that's when he was like, okay, what's going on here? Right. But if you look at the video, you didn't see – you, you saw um, Arbery jogging toward the truck, but mm. you didn't see Robin McMichael. I call him Batman and Robin. That's why I call the, uh, the father and son. <laughs> uh, so Robin hopped out of the truck with a shotgun, but he was on the other side of the truck. So he saw what we saw in the video, which was not really much. He didn't really notice when he got to the toward the front of the truck, the camera swayed away. You remember that part? Yeah. And that's when the encounter started. And then when they came into the frame, boom, that was the second shot. And the third shot happened when it happened. So I don't know, man. They they shouldn't have done that. Point blank period. And it is really people should not inject race into this. They really shouldn't. Right, nah, because nah. They should, and you know why? Because when you inject race into it, when you say, "Oh, it was uh, a, a white racist," blah blah blah, what you're doing is you're creating a straw man, okay? You're creating a straw man for other people to attack. So instead of focusing on one human being killed another human being, right? In the act of being an aggressor, what you're looking at now is. You're, you're, you're giving people the ammunition to say, oh, why are you making it about race? And now it's all about the race issue. Right? right. It's all about the race issue. But you can't prove these men's intent. Right. Just like you can't prove. Art, uh, uh, you definitely can't prove. Uh, Break it up there a little bit. Arbery's intent to why they did oh, My bad. Uh, you, um, you good. You good now. Can you, can you hear me now? You good. Okay. So. You can't prove intent. So you can't just come out and say, oh, well, they're racist. And they were looking to hunt black folks because now they have the video where Arbery was actually in that house. Right. And maybe they felt like he shouldn't have been there. You know, I don't know. I don't know if they knew the owner of that house or what. But, you know, I, I have gone by houses that were in, under construction just to take a look. You know, I didn't think nothing of it, you know, but. Um. They they thought they were I don't know if they thought they were doing right. I don't know what their intention was, but they did the wrong thing when they cut him off. Right. And I thought with a shotgun. So that's the bottom line to it. There's no there's really not much more to it than that until we get more facts. And, and uh, until we get something on a post, the Facebook post that says, oh, uh, oh, I hate N words and blah, blah, blah. Or even on our, our Barry side, whatever the case may be. We have to wait for all the facts to come out right now. The facts are. There was no felony. They should not have chased him down. They should not have confronted him. And now he's dead. So that's that's it, man. I mean, let's let's leave the race out of it on both sides until we find out what's going on and what that why they did what they did. But what's interesting is the number of prosecutors this thing had to go through before yeah. it landed on the third one. <laughs> so, I mean, there's something going on there too, but um that, that's pretty much all I got on that one. Um, but I want to talk about, what, what do you think about that? I mean, I think, I think you're on point. And that's kind of what I was saying in the beginning before I had all the information. Because one thing I kept saying in my video I made was, I don't really know because I don't have all the information. Like he could have been in the house. Maybe he was, maybe he wasn't. I can't say for sure if he was because I don't have the proof. But now we got the proof. Okay, then he was there. 
see now as we get more information the story comes together you know people are making a bunch of assumptions and just going off speculation and having that be their conclusion when that can't be because we don't know everything yet once we get all the the facts of the case then we can say okay this is what's going on this is my conclusion so i think i think you're right on point and and, and don't forget he's also a former well he wasn't a, well he was an investigator for the da's office you're talking about the so father like yeah the father yeah uh maybe he felt like oh i i need to get back into action i don't know what is what he thought but it was the wrong move man um but interesting on the uh, <laughs> so there's, did you hear about the information about um, the fact that now they're saying that the, all the shutdowns and the lockdowns in regards to this virus was the wrong move and that none of the hospitals that they built, you know those emergency hospitals they built? Yeah. The, the Army of Engineers? Yep. Like, how many millions of millions of dollars did we spend on uh, that? Just wasted it. And we didn't even need them. Didn't need them. And then the, the whole boat. they're saying that the whole boat they sent in New York didn't even really get used like that. It was no purpose. Dude, I, I live down the street from where Mercy, not down the street, but about 20 miles from the coast where Mercy is. Mm -hmm. Mercy is not, I think they had six people, but they were supposed to see non-COVID patients. They had about six people. And I know a woman who lives down there. She said, there's no, there's nothing going on at Mercy. Right. So they mobilized a a huge medical ship. Right. For what? For you know what I mean? Like nothing. And it's just, it's it's crazy. Like, why are we with all this knowledge, with the fact these these experts are saying, look, this this economy shutdown, this lockdown did not change one iota whether uh, the number of deaths at all. Uh and as you said, and as the who says, uh Sweden is essentially the model, man. Like Allow people to make their own decision. They they did shut down the secondary schools. Okay. The secondary schools, like the, what we would consider junior and high school. Right. They shut that down, but they left the elementary schools open. They let people go outside. So if the kids couldn't go to school, guess what else they could do? They go to museums. They can go to the park. They can go here. They can go there, and and live their life. They, right. They just had a long vacation. They're not, they're not just sitting idle at home with nothing to do, getting into trouble. Right. But what kind of vacation can you have at the house, cooped up in the house all day, breathing in? Oh my God! You you, you in jail like, basically? Essentially, yeah. You you're in jail, or you can go to the grocery store. Right. You can go here, you can go there, but man, it, that's no life. That's no life to live, man. No. And they want this to be the new normal. I, man, they got me messed up. <laughs> exactly. A real talk, man. Um, it, it's like, yeah, they they got me all the way messed up, and I got so many family members that are just so scared of this thing. Because my, my mom hit me up and said, oh, because uh, I, I get into it with my mom just a little bit about this whole situation. She wants to stay in the house all day. She don't want nobody to go nowhere. My, my mom, same way, same way. And I'm like, mom, you can't. I mean, you're you're older. You, you Yeah, go ahead and stay at home. But she goes on walks every day. So, you know, she's still getting out the house. But they're talking about how kids are coming down with Kawasaki-like disease. I don't know if you heard of Kawasaki disease. It's like an inflammatory disease where the organs swell up inside the child's body. Mm. Like they get swollen. It's inflammatory. So several organs, they're trying to link that to COVID-19. And my mom sent me information on that. So I looked it up. I did some research. I did my due diligence. I said, okay. And I told her, I said, well, it's Kawasaki-like disease because she didn't know what it was like. So they're taking Kawasaki disease 
and they're linking it to COVID-19 and they're saying it's COVID-19. But the thing is, very little children actually get that condition and most of them are treated well. Like the treatment works well on them. Right. So we need to stop being alarmist. As soon as we hear something, we want it. That's what we want to go with. We don't want to. Why don't we fact check? Why don't people fact check? I don't understand that. People are so scared that anything that comes across their desk, if it's something that scares them more, they'll just, it'll it, it just add to the fear. They won't take a moment to be like, what is this for real? What's kind of some research on it? Nope, I'm scared even more now, and I'm going to stay home even more. Yeah, and, and it's very frustrating, man. And it's, it's like, and, and that type of mentality, from that's the majority of the people, and that's why we're still in this situation. Yeah. Because most people want to believe it, and they want and they're just doing what they're told. You know, I invited um, my brother's my brother's children to the park with all our kids. And, you know, my brother separated from his his wife and he's living with us now. And his wife, his wife is like, nope, nope. My kids ain't going nowhere, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, your kids need to get out the house. They need to play. They need to interact with other children. You know, but what can you tell people, man? Exactly. Yeah. But that's all I got for you, man. All right, thank Keep you for the pushing, call, man. Uh, stay free. Oh, definitely, man. Same to you, man. All right, man. All right, peace. Peace. All right, great call from Snap Turtle. Absolutely. And thank you all for joining. Uh, you know the drill. The number to call is 434-658-1220. If you want to do Skype, there's an email for that in the description box below. Add me on there. I'll try to get you on as soon as I can. And the, the lines are blowing up. <laughs> I'm going to try to get everybody on as soon as possible. We got a little bit of time left, and I'm going to get to some more calls. All right, Jordan, what's happening? Yo, BL, ABL, what up? Everything's good, man. What's happening? Nothing much. Hey, I'm seeing uh, some gray in your hair, man. What's going on? I'm old, man. I'm, I'm over the hill, man. I'll be, I'll be 36 this year. I'm old. Dang, I didn't expect you to grow uh <laughs> that gray hair that fast but you, you know? know what it's, it's hereditary though because all my cousins is like my age got the, got the same thing and my dad when he was like by the time he was like in his mid-40s he was totally gray i saw like a when i was in high school i saw this little kid this guy in one of my classes with a gray streak coming out of his hair you know that's, that's probably a birthmark actually it could be you know yeah i don't know but um on your Instagram feed, you posted a video about uh, infighting with black conservatives. What's all that about? I mean, if you don't know, I don't really want to get too deep into it, but it's just this whole thing with the um, Arbery situation. People got different viewpoints on it, and it's causing some people to kind of fight amongst each other. But I'm like, you know, we should just be able to have different points of view and not have it really be a big problem. Like, not have everybody agree, but be respectful in our disagreement. So that's all. Uh, all right. If you want to go into it, that's fine. I was just curious about that. I think I know what you mean because I'm, I'm Instagram friends with a lot of them. And um, yeah, I know that like some of them have been posting a lot frequently on Twitter, having to sort of roll back their positions a little, you know? Yeah, you know, and really, and things like this, I don't really get involved because I don't do videos about YouTubers and stuff like that. I'm all about the news. I'm a news channel. But I feel like people kind of respect what I say. So I wanted to be like, I guess you would say the elder statesman and just say something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. All righty, then. That's cool. Uh, you seem like that considering the amount of attention you're getting, you know, mm -hmm. and like your general wise man attitude, if you know what I mean. Well, OK, I got you. I appreciate that.
But uh, yeah, I'm about the the police, not with the Arbery situation, just with the Arbery situation, but with all the arrests of black people who are defying the social distancing policy in Brooklyn and the whole stormtrooper thing. I feel like, I don't know, the cops have been a little funky this year. I think what's been going on with the virus and whatnot, it's only making the relationship between the cops and the people worse. Like, uh, you know, in um, Chicago, Lori Lightfoot, the mayor, um, she had this speech where she was basically like, we are paying special attention to people who are outside partying or just talking. Um, and if you are, you would be arrested and sent to jail. Meanwhile, you got these these people. Well, you got two things happening. One, you got people getting freed and from prison because they can't be held because of the virus. And then you have P- Lori advocating for essentially snitching. You know, if you if you see people outside, not social distancing, email or call the cops. And you know how snitching is frowned upon, and you know that that could lead to a whole pro, uh, whole slew of problems itself. And along with Chicago's pretty poor witness protection program, and I'm just worried that these incidents, because it's not just a matter of isolated incidents anymore. It used to be, and. People would have their arguments about it and move on. But now it's like every day with this whole thing. And I'm, I'm worried. What are your thoughts on that? As far as as far as what specifically, as far as like uh, like the, some of the rules being enacted on us? Um, not necessarily that, but the relationship between the police and the people oh. now that these draconian rules are being set. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's, that's a good question. I mean, the thing about it is. It's been kind of the same, but now you're going to have this layer on it and it make it kind of worse a little bit. Or it might not affect it at all because those that are, you know, getting questioned and harassed or whatever because of this rule were probably already having that happen to begin with. So I'm not really sure. Like some people think that the police are bad anyway. So if they have this going on, it just kind of reinforces what they already think. So if there was any kind of progress made, for them to think differently, then that's pretty much eradicated. All, all the progress is pretty much washed away. Yeah, it's unfortunate. That's real unfortunate, and it kind of makes me worry because we're in a recession right now. We can't we can't deny it. There's nearly 15 percent unemployment. People are going in lines trying to get for food, and it, it's like these long lines trying to get food. And I don't know. I, I it just worries me that that the president's chances of 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 continuing on are, are pretty much slim because the economy was a huge highlight and now that's been tanked. Um, some people speculate that that was kind of intentional among the Chinese because of the whole tariffs and the trade war going on between them. They had signed, like, I think last year they signed a little, uh, like a little deal between them, the U S and China. And one of the outliers was that if what they call an act of God ever happened that China doesn't have to adhere to this policy. And and here we are, a quote unquote act of God. I saw that, which is yeah. Why, which is why um, the, the uh, administration is trying to find, see if there is evidence that this was, came from a lab where it was man-made because then they could definitely hark on China. Uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. 
And then not, I, not only the U.S., the, but the world, because the world has been affected by this. So if they can find evidence of it coming from a lab and or being intentional, then the whole world would be on board with, you know, having strong sanctions against China. Yeah. Or, you know, they're actually, you know, Ted Cruz is actually trying to pass legislation to for any Hollywood studios who are being influenced by China funding gets cut off. Which I'm surprised that the, the taxpayers even fund Hollywood, you know? You know about that? Well, taxpayers fund in Hollywood? Yeah, like, you know Ted Cruz, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, the Zodiac Killer. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he, <laughs> he, um, he is trying to pass legislation for, you know, if anybody who is severely under China's influence, mm -hmm. they get taxpayer money taken away from them. Like, you know, taxpayer money is being spent on, like, all the warships and stuff and, and any military equipment that's being used, like Transformers series-level military equipment. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, yeah. And then there's all kind of, like, you got studios that get tax breaks and stuff like that, like in Georgia. That's why a lot of things are getting filmed in Georgia. So, yeah, I mean, and, and the Chinese are definitely influencing because a lot of the films today, especially the big blockbuster films, are made with China in mind. Because, you know, like you, you saw uh, Black Panther, it was a random scene in Chinatown. What are you doing in Chinatown? This is a Black Panther. Why, why are you doing a whole fight scene in Chinatown? I know, man. With, with Asians in there. It's because that scene was for the Chinese. Uh, Pacific well, Rim, stuff like that. Like, what was it like Korea or whatever? It, it don't you know? even really matter. Like, because you're talking about the Chinese, anything that looks Asian is enough. Because it's like, okay, look, they, they're acknowledging our part of the world. You, you do what I'm saying? So yeah. even even if it's not expressly Chinese, it's still kind of catering to them. Yeah, it, it's kind of unfortunate. And now it's kind of hit them because, you know, like Disney, Disney. And that's my issue. You know, people like I'm like sort of a capitalist figure. And before I go, I'll say this. I'm like a capitalist figure, but I can I'm well aware of the lack of foresight in corporations like nobody had people get into so much debt or people have no foresight to think ahead. Like Disney, for example, Disney is very much influenced by China, but now this, they get stabbed in the back by them because now they can't make films. They can't distribute films. They can't uh, do sports events and they can't do Disney parks. It's so all they have are their merchandise and their merchandise is selling. And they're already like in in like millions or billions of dollars and millions of dollars in debt, tens of millions of dollars in debt, and they can't pay that off because they're not making money. It's just all you know. That that's what you get for being cozy with China, and now hopefully that that mindset changes. You know. Hopefully so. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna change. Uh, yeah. Look through your chat. They're giving examples of Chinese influence in American films, like with. Doctor Strange and oh yeah, all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, I'll, I'll hang up. I'll, I'll see you. I'll be in chat for a while, so I'll catch you later, ABL. All right, thank you for the call, man. Definitely appreciate you. All right, peace. Peace. All right, thanks for joining for the call. I appreciate him. Let's get to the next call. The number to call is four three four six five eight one two two zero. All right. Hello? Um, hello, Matt. How you doing, ABL? Everything's good, man. Can't complain. Uh Matthew called in the other week. Uh, just, just want to clarify quickly. Uh, the other week, I think I called in. I might have gone off on uh, Mike Pence. I meant Joe Biden. So my apologies for anybody who's listening because you looked a bit puzzled when I went on. <laughs> it was all good. It's all right. But um, I thought to call in really because 
obviously there's a lot of stuff going on with the uh, coronavirus and the World Health Organization and China. And one of the questions that we just start asking ourselves is, how are we going to approach China in the future? What are diplomatic relations between Western nations in Europe, the United States, going to be like with China in the future? And looking at it, one of the things is obviously it's clear that the World Health Organization is biased towards the Chinese. Uh, the head of it, you know, Ted Ross, I can't pronounce his last name, my apologies. The Gabriges? That's it. Um, he's he's an Ethiopian doctor, and he's actually affiliated. He was actually in the government of Ethiopia in the 90s. They were a communist party called the Tigray's People's Liberation Front. Mm-hmm. And what a lot of people don't tell you about is that there was actually a genocide against the uh, Amerera people uh, in the 19 beginning in the 1990s. And it's been this gradual um, sort of move towards a sort of cultural eradication of these people in Ethiopia. Uh, but of course, people uh, always ignore that uh, that aspect mm-hmm. of it because as we know, communism doesn't uh, like culture. Uh, the whole idea of, cult, you know, of communism, well, I mean, it's, it's a communism, a vast idea, but obviously one of the pathways towards socialism in Marxist thinking is, of course, the eradication of culture and religion and all these other things because, of course, these, those are considered barriers. So uh, this government obviously partake in a genocide and to see the World Health Organization headed by somebody that was part of a dictatorial government, a genocidal government, um, is, is quite extraordinary. But of course, we know the reason why is because obviously he's uh, paid and, and, and bought by the Chinese. It's as simple as that. And one of the problems that I have, and it's it's a lot more prevalent in the UK, it's good to see in America Trump, you know, standing up, criticizing China. Uh, even Bernie Sanders has been criticizing China on trade. I mean, of course, he won't criticize them on the social aspects. And whenever somebody says, you know, the Chinese virus, everybody kicks off. But it's a lot it's a lot bigger than that. If you look in Britain, um, for those of you who don't know, uh, in 1997, Hong Kong was given independence. Now, funnily enough, Margaret Thatcher, who was prime minister in the 80s, and she's known to be quite a hardline conservative, uh, one of Reagan's biggest allies and biggest inspirations as well in terms of his thought process. She had actually made an agreement called the Sino-British Declaration with Deng Xiaoping, who was then the head of China. Mm. So the, the declaration was obviously Hong Kong would be free it would be under it would be a special administrative region under china but it would make its own laws it would have its own uh, sort of democracy operate within it and of course it would continue or was supposed to continue to be this free market um city until at least 2047 and the idea or at least what the west thought was that of course china by then will break up and it will become more democratized as of course it liberalized its markets more of course clearly as we can see right now that's clearly not the case and a few years ago the chinese foreign minister came out and stated that the sino-british declaration is no longer considered valid by the chinese government which is a total you know, which is completely ridiculous. Britain signed an agreement having Hong Kong for 150 years and they upheld their end of the bargain. They shouldn't have upheld their end of the bargain because it was with the Qing dynasty, not the People's Republic of China. Um, But they still upheld it anyway. And the Chinese have gone against their word. So one, we know you can't trust the word of the Chinese. Secondly, and this is important, a few weeks after the Chinese foreign minister came out and condemned this, uh, essentially said this agreement is no longer is basically null and void he, David Cameron who was Prime Minister rolled out the red carpet and invited Xi Jinping to Britain and he didn't bring it up once mm. now currently David Cameron I don't know if you know, know much about him uh, currently he is 
head of a Chinese-backed hedge fund backed by the one of the few national banks of China. And nobody talks about it. Nobody mentions that, uh, you know, a Western leader, the United Kingdom, a, a member of NATO. And this is why I'm not surprised Congress is very distrusting of sending uh, military equipment, uh, F-35s, I don't know if you saw that, to the United Kingdom. There's been a bill proposed, I think it was by a Republican senator, because obviously the 5G going on with Huawei. And Britain's going to proceed with that. So now there's an element of the, one of the oldest alliances, Certainly one of the closest within NATO, of course, which was the bridge of Britain and the United States, you know, across the Atlantic is really going to be broken up over China. And it's it's a soft power grab from the Chinese um, with all these, you know, surrounding nations. I mean, the Czech Republic, for example, is, has pretty much been bought out by China at this point. Hence why a lot of anti-Chinese legislation proposed in the European Parliament, for example, a parliament which I strongly disagree with anyway. And I, I think actually this exposes why it needs to be scrapped because um, all it takes is for one member state to veto something for it to not go through. And obviously the Chinese are using the checks to veto anything that's anti-chinese mm. so now you've got the eu essentially because of one nation really almost under the influence of this of china and the thing is nobody is speaking out against china with the exception of donald trump now, donald trump makes a great point about uh, i think the rhetoric is perfect um i think china needs to be humiliated to some extent but also one of the things that i worry about though with regards to trump is the trade policy. Now, I agree strongly, America first. Um, I think goods should be labelled, uh, you know, say this is for America, but also I am a, I'll be honest with you, I believe in the free market. I believe in freedom. I believe in people's ability to buy and, you know, pick and choose what they want. Of course, I'm not American, so it's not up to me. It's up to you guys. But what I will say about the Trump trade policy is the problem by putting tariffs on China. One of the things that you do, and you create this problem where a good will be about 90% manufactured in China, but then they'll ship those goods to Indonesia, Vietnam, and Malaysia, and then they'll do the final bit of assembly. And that technically makes it a Vietnamese or a Malaysian or a uh, Indonesian good, and then they ship it to the United States. So China is getting around those barriers. And uh. the problem is, for those that don't know, Malaysia is historically Western-aligned, so is Indonesia. I mean, Indonesia uh, had an alleged genocide in the 1960s where half a million to a million communists were killed. And of course, Vietnam, which obviously Vietnam, don't get me wrong, has a bad history with the United States. But Vietnam is also a very anti-Chinese country. If there's one country they hate more than the United States, it's the Chinese. Uh, if you look at the history between Vietnam and China, uh, going back to you know the Qing years or even before, even to the Han Dynasty, I mean Vietnam and China were having wars back and forth. If you think the Japanese and the Chinese rivalry is bad, look at the Vietnamese and the Chinese rivalry. It's even worse, right? So what what happens is. By doing the final assembly process in those nations, you are creating jobs in those countries. That's soft power that makes those countries reliant upon China. So that's just one thing to bear in mind, I think, in general. But other than that, absolutely right. I mean, I think Americans, I think in terms of advanced manufacturing, I think Western nations should be developing their own mobile phones, their own uh, tech in general. I mean, China's economy is not there yet. You know, China's, don't get me wrong, there's got one of the largest economies in the world, the second largest store if you go and buy purchasing power parity, it's the largest. But uh, China doesn't hasn't really doesn't really lead in anything at the moment. Maybe maybe mobile phones. You know, Huawei, I'm gonna admit, I think Huawei produces better phones than than uh, Apple or uh, or Samsung do. Correct. 
Correct. For, for, the, for, the, for the money, they're, they're absolutely excellent. 1,000%. But, but other than that, they're not really heading anything. I just thought I'd say that to bear in mind, but yeah, yeah sorry. Long rant, oh no, but there we uh, go. It's all good, man. Hey, man, it's, it's been a great call, but I got a lot of calls online. Thank you for the call, man. Definitely yeah, no, appreciate thank you. Thank you very much, ABL. Thank you. Have a good one. No problem. All right. Shout out to the caller. Great call. Let's get to the next call. The number to call is 434-658-1220. And let's get to a few more. Let's go 626 on line. Who am I speaking to? Hey, ABL. This is Marina calling you from Los Angeles, California. How are you? Uh, I'm well. How about yourself? I'm doing great. Thank you. Um, I've, um, I've been trying to get in touch with you a little bit um, because I've been um, – I, um, I was hospitalized. Uh, I've been um, in and out of the hospital for about a week now in, um, here in Los Angeles. And what I was, uh, what I was doing was um, I was taking pictures and I was taking a lot of videos from my friends on Facebook and such to show them what was really going on, you know, you know, because what you see on TV is one thing and what's going on on the inside is another thing. Right. So, right. Right. Yeah. So I, I was uh, I was taking these pictures because what they have is they have like this COVID section, and they have like all these uh, you know military tents and whatever, but um, they're completely closed down now because you know you know they they have them like um, all fenced up to make sure that the homeless people don't get in them and such. Mm. But. Um, the thing is, when I was in the hospital, when I was there, they had this whole. Um, I, w- I was sitting in my in my my room with the nurse, and the Channel Seven comes on, and they have like this whole report on how there's um, on the outside at the outside of the hospital, same hospital that I'm in, they're having this whole procession for all the uh, doctors and the nurses, you know, to thank everybody because they're so inundated and. And because they'd been slammed so hard and because it's been hitting them so hard in that hospital that I was in. And there wasn't another person there but myself in, you know, in that floor. And I was, you know, the thing, you know, again, what what you're seeing is one thing and what's going on inside the hospital is totally different things. We all know this pretty much by now. But the thing... I um I was talking to my friends and we were talking about like how is it we don't understand how is it that these people aren't getting in trouble like how is it that these reports are going through and nobody is getting in any kind of trouble whatsoever for reporting something as great different as what's really going on. Yeah, that's that's really unfortunate. It, it really is. I mean, I feel like they're not getting in trouble because. Maybe it's a whole big thing. You go all the way up the chain to those who you would report it to, and they're kind of all in it. It could be what's going on. Maybe they want to hide that from the public, so nobody's really going to tell or, or be the one to get it out there. And that's why you got to have some of these undercover tapes that come out. And then some of those get discredited as being fake, but it's like, no, it's video. You can see it. So, I mean, it's a good question why nobody gets in trouble, because they should. I mean, at a certain point, isn't that called fraud or something? Because, I, I mean, I was laying there. I was in my room. I was with the nurse. And then, I, you know, I talked to the, I, you know, I talked to the nurses, and, you know, we talked. And I'm like, I'm like, has anybody, anybody in this hospital? I mean, this is like a huge, um, this is in, in Pasadena, you know, where they have the Rose Bowl. 
and it's a huge hospital. It's one of the biggest ones next to, you know, L.A. General, and um, it's the second biggest one here, and not one single person is getting treated for it. There's not one person in ICU for it. There's nothing. There's zero. There's nothing. And, you know, the nurses, they're like, well, you know, we wish that everybody, you know, we wish everything could go back because we don't have anybody to treat. There's no, you know, there's no, there's no regular ailments. There's, you know, nobody's coming in for anything else. You know, there's nothing like when I was there, there was one other guy. He was there because he was a construction worker, and he fractured his arm. You know, he had like a, a fracture of some sort. But that was it. That was like the whole time that I was there. That's all I saw. You know, and the you know again, it's one thing is okay. We all know that it's happening, but why can't it? What what just like legally? Why aren't they being accounted? Like. We, we, uh, there was this new Veritop, Project Veritop that came out of CBS. I don't know if you saw that. I, I did see where, that. They were, they were faking how busy it was at the hospital for the news. Yeah, the testing. They, did, uh, they had their own employees get in line. You know, they, they, <laughs> wow. had, uh, they said, okay, get in your cars and you know, pull your cars over to the parking lot because you know, CBS is going to be here. We need, uh, you know, we need to show that there's anybody here, you know? And... Um, they said they were pulling, you know, you know, they were pulling nurses. They were like telling, you know, anybody like just get in the car and just, you know, just pull your car around, you know. And these things are coming out. There, you know, everybody sees them. And why there's no legality? That's what I want to know. Like, what's up with that? I mean, like, why uh, that's a good isn't like why isn't anybody getting in trouble? I mean, is it, it like back in the day? I remember like. Was it was it just me? I don't know if it was just me, but back in the day, if somebody you know if somebody got caught lying, like if a reporter got caught like you know uh, beefing up a story, or they got caught you know saying something whatever, they would one lose their job, you know, dis be discredited, you know, whatever, and then they you know, I mean, it'd be like a lawsuit. I mean, people would get sued. I mean, the, you know, stations would get sued. All these things would happen. And now it's like nothing. It's just, oh, okay, next. Right. Yeah, that, that's really, really unfortunate. But hopefully, you know, is everything okay with you? Are you able to, you know, just move move beyond and to be okay? Are you all right? Oh, no, I'm fine. I was, and, and long story short, I ended up getting tested, and I, um, I've been quarantined, you know, the whole time. Turns out my family was really, really sick in December. Mm -hmm. Like my 21-year-old had a fever. He had all these problems. Long story short, I got tested, and I had it. Uh, uh, my, uh, what is it called, the, um, uh, the antibody? Yeah. Came back positive. So now, you know, my, my family is getting, you know, they all, they all had, uh, they all went and got their blood work done. We're just waiting to hear. We should hear about it on you know, Monday, but we're suspecting that, of course, we all had it, you know? Right. But, but I mean, I that didn't affect me. I mean, we, you know, my son got really sick, but everybody, you know, the little one had fever, the big one had fever, everybody had fever, but everybody got over it. And, you know, everybody was fine from it. I, I wasn't there for that. I was having a, I have MS, so I was having like a little relapse with my MS, but, um, but that has nothing to do with the COVID. But um, I'm sure they would have said COVID if I would have stayed 
<laughs> right. But, um, exactly. But the, yeah, but the thing is that yeah, it turns out we've been in you know we've been locked up for you know for as long as they've kept us you know quarantine, and it turns out we've already had it. I'm with you. you. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad that everything's all right. And I got a few more calls online. So thank you for your call. Yeah, I definitely right appreciate on, right it. On. Right on. Okay. Well, good night to everybody, and uh, thanks for every <laughs> thanks for everything, Anthony. Have a good night. Okay. All right. Same to you. <laughs> bye bye. All right. Shout out to the caller. Five five one. You're on the line. Who am I speaking to? Hello. Yeah. Five five one. Who am I speaking to? Oh, is this Anthony Brian Logan? Yes, it is. Wow. <laughs> I've been trying to get through to you, brother. This is Yogi Fish, my brother. Hey, you know, I saw, I saw, I saw your comment on Instagram, man. You said, let me get in 551. I'm like, okay, I'm going I'm I'm to I'm get you on. <laughs> <laughs> I was shocked. I'm watching the video. I'm like, who's on the phone? I'm going to call the <laughs> <laughs> Well, wow, I really wanted to, to call you to compliment you on your work. Uh, as a professional journalist, because journalism is my profession. I'm retired now. But, you know, I've worked for the network TV. I work for the military. I work for private corporations. And uh, one of the things that you do that I think a lot of people who probably don't come to your show, but they do know about you, is that you're a real journalist. And uh, I'm not sure if that's been your background or what, but you're keeping... You know, people having more faith in journalism because they're not really dependent on the networks now, obviously, but it was always a fear that, you know, if the networks don't hold it up, then it's gone, but it's not going away. It's just transferring to people that keep it going like yourself. Right. And uh, one of the questions I had was, uh, how did you get into doing this? Because you do it so well. Well, first of all, I, I thank you, man. I mean, that means a lot to me because I'm just a guy. You know, I just like to read. I like to watch the news. Since I've been a little boy, really, I used to watch the news. I, I was like an old little boy. I'd be up in the morning, get ready for school with the news on in the right. background. I was I was that kind of kid. I would always read. So I just like information. I like news. And I just decided that I would talk about what I always talk about. People that know me know this is just what I'm into all the time, talking about the news right. and stuff. So I just started doing it, really. And I've just been trying to practice and get better and get better. And that's how I'm here right now. Well, I mean, just so you have a little insight with some of the journalistic people, uh, some of them still work for CNN. Um, the, the CEO of CNN I used to work with when he was at NBC. Mm. And so a lot of these people, as bad as they appear on TV, behind the scenes they still wish they could be doing journalism. Yeah. And they, I, I think they got caught up in the money world because it does, you know, journalists were not rich people. They were just you know, people that uh, uh, were the voice for the people. But these people are making $5 million a year. It's kind of hard for them to be close to the people. Right, right. You know, you living on Park Avenue, what do you know about poor people? You know, and you're supposed to be covering these people. And even with people who are black, and that was the other part I wanted to talk to you about, is that, you know, a lot of people who speak for black culture, they're not connected to black culture either. You know, I mean, they're dealing with the stereotype of, blackness and the you know the back and forth i mean the only thing they say that are that makes them black is saying racism you know our, our culture is not a racism issue it's not our only issue our issue is education science art so many other things but they never bring up anything else about black culture except racism you know and for me when i worked in journalism i did stories about 
culture. You know, it wasn't always what's wrong with them, but what's, what's, what contributions are we making to society that other people are benefiting from that are not just culture based, but, you know, like, like Dr. Um, I'm, I'm having a blank, but the doctor that works for Trump right now, um, Jerome Adams. I, no, what the, um, <laughs> he does HUD, HUD right now. Uh, Fauci? No, HUD. HUD oh, 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 Ben Carson, Ben Carson. Yeah, Ben Carson. You know, like this man's been doing this since, you know, way back in the day. And he's been the top in his field because he's the best, not because he's black. You know, so those kinds of subjects never get focused on. So when I see you even trying to deal with the issue objectively, people may criticize you because you're not towing the cultural popularity line or something. But that's not who black people are. You know, black people are a lot of things. And I think you represent it well in a professional way. And I, I just wanted to let you know that directly, uh, how much I appreciate that. Hey man, that means a lot to me. I'm glad that you, you know you can kind of see what I'm doing. It, it, it gives me motivation because sometimes you see a lot of negative comments. You might get a little discouraged, but oh, then yeah. people come in and say, "Hey, you know, thank you for doing what you're doing. You're doing a great job." It really does mean a lot to me. So thank you. All right, brother. I appreciate it. I'll keep watching, and uh, I'll be broadcasting soon myself. I took a long break from it, but uh, thanks for the encouragement. Oh no problem, man. Thank you for your call. Definitely appreciate it. All right, bro. All right, shout out to the caller. Great call. I love calls like that. You know, really, really encouraging, really motivating for me, for sure. All righty. And, and the line is jumping. I'm going to try to get to some more calls. You got about 15 minutes left to get to the next call. And let's go. Wow. The, it's they're coming in so fast. All right, let me go to the next one. Now I want to know you're in the line. Who am I speaking to? Now I want to know. Hello? Yes. Not time. <laughs> How you been, my brother? Everything's good, man. What's happening? Oh, I mean, I remember when your Bucks would come play Celtics and the next night cut off all basketball. Terrible. <laughs> yeah, really. Um, I'm a little off topic tonight, but what do you think about NASCAR coming back? I mean, honestly, I'm not a NASCAR fan, but hopefully they can. Yeah, but hopefully they're able to come back and have fans because I think right now they're going to drive with no fans, right? Right, right. But And the thing is, if they can do what they do, it might help the other sports. The MLB, the NBA, the NFL. Uh, the cricket league and wherever it may help. You know what I mean? Yeah. It could be kind of an example for the other sports. How are they going to go for it? Hey, I got a little joke for you. I, I've been holding this for a while. You know, how the last couple of months, uh, Ivan, has he called you tonight? No, he hasn't. In and out. In and out. No, he hasn't. Oh, I was, it was just Dr. Anthony Brian Logan, I presume. <laughs> <laughs> That's me, Dr. AVO. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, oh, and, I, and I listen to all the people, the people in San Francisco, whatever. You know, I, I I just think we all stick together and we'll get through this. But, you know, 
Trump, he was, he was, I know you're not supposed to cuss, he was D if he did or D if he didn't. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was either or. You know, and if he did that one, they did bad, I mean, or whatever he did, they were going to say, you know, he he's the Antichrist or whatever. He, he was the devil incarnate. You know what I mean? Right. Now, uh, the other thing I was going to ask you about, uh, you're in, you're in Tennessee, right? That's right. Uh, now, how is it there? I'm in North Carolina. I mean, it's cool. Like it's like you can you can pretty much move around and do what you can move around with with no problems. But the issue is, a lot of the stores aren't totally open. They're halfway open. So it's it's okay. They they opened up the hair spots last night or like a couple of days ago. And when they opened up, like on the midnight opening, there was a line outside at midnight trying to get the hair done. Well, it's just like us in Carolina here. The, uh, um, the governor, he's like, you know, he he's written under Caesar with a Caesar. You know what I mean? He's like, it goes to his head. Yeah. You know, he's not like, he's not. And what was the guy in um, Virginia? Uh, Northam. Yeah, so you got Northam, and you got Cooper, and they're ver they're Democrats, and they're like, you know, it's it's so hard to be. Uh, for one thing, I've been a uh, conservative since my whole voting life. I registered in nineteen seventy nine. I voted for Reagan, and I haven't hated all the presidents. I prayed for. Obama to do good. I prayed for Clinton to do good. And, you know, I mean, I didn't, I didn't want anybody to, I didn't want any harm to come to the president of the United States. But the people asked for what they got for, and they got what they wanted. The only thing I hated so far is President Trump. He hasn't had a chance. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's been like an uphill battle the whole time. Hey, brother, I know you have a lot of calls tonight, and it took me a month and a half to call in. <laughs> the only other thing I was going to say was, I, I know you're not saying you don't believe there's something to this virus. I understand that. Uh, I mean, in Vietnam, you know, 58,000 souls died in a nine-year period or whatever it was. And then in six weeks' time... Or seven weeks time now. We've had like seventy thousand people. Now there's got to be something to this. I just don't know what it is, but I know it's not fake. But then again, maybe it's not a virus. Maybe it's just something else that we just well we got to deal with. I, I, I'll, I'll leave but, you. But like I, it is. I, I'll tell you this. What Doctor Burks got on TV and said, if you have COVID in your system when you die you'll be counted as a COVID death, even if you didn't die from the virus. So all, all those numbers aren't necessarily COVID deaths. You said that on TV. But the, vi the virus the virus, is real. The virus is real, but the numbers you can't really look at and be like, that's 100% COVID deaths. Right. 
the ones just that's what I was saying before because even if you cut it in half, thirty thousand deaths for a lot of the people that die. You know, it's seventy thousand now. What thirty-five thousand, half of seventy thousand? I mean, uh, even even if it's only half of that, that's still a lot of people in amount of time to die of a particular thing. When yeah, it's, mean, like, it's like it's like a bad flu season. It's it's a bad flu. Like, remember, in 2017-2018 winter season, just one season of the uh, flu, you had eighty thousand people that died from the flu. So, I mean, it's a bad flu season, really, because the, the thing people die from diseases like that all the time, but you don't really hear about it because it's not a new thing or it's not uncommon. Yeah, but that's that's like it's like the chicken in the egg. If the president would have did something different, I mean, I think he acted responsibly. They yeah. told him, hey, you had to shut down. You have to shut down. If he not if he had went to shut down. It would be a whole different ball game, and they'd be talking something else. That, there you go, exactly. Uh, I, I, he rolled the dice, but uh, look where he brought us in just three years' time, and the old and the whole time they were fighting against him, and he still, uh, you know, we had a great economy. Right. We have, we had. I mean, I've lived through, the, you know. I'm almost 60 years old, but and uh, I'm about twice your age. But hey, I respect you and what you do. And if, like me, like my voice can be heard, uh, hey, I'll go ahead and let you go. I, I know, I know, there's other cars, and I've been trying to get in for a month and a half. Thank you, my brother. Thank Take you for the care call and peace. All right, peace. All right, shout out to the caller. Let me get to the next call, and then wrap it on up, put a bow on the top. All right, calling on the line. Now, who am I speaking to? Oh, my God. Hi, APL. Uh, my name is Joyce. This is, I'm a first-time caller. All right, and glad to have you on. What's happening? Um, you know, I just, I came in late, but I watch you all the time. I love you. I think you're fantastic. But um, anyway, um. So thanks for all your work. I just wanted to mention something. Nobody's mentioned this about about how this whole thing, uh, about the COVID. Um, what I think, I remember Trump saying that, um, he, that he had the hardest decision to make of his life to when he was going to open up the, uh, you know, open up the country. And I think that, that he actually thought that he had control of opening up the country. And I think that was a mistake that was made because soon after that, that's when everything came out about each governor and all that. But there was a lot, you know, there was different things that went on. Um, so I think that what happened was, I mean, the way I, I feel about it is uh, President Trump was presented this problem you know, he closed, he did the right thing, he closed everything down, and then uh, he thought he could open everything up when he wanted to, you know, so, and now it's turned into this kind of catastrophe, but it almost seems as though he got caught in this, you know, not understanding that he couldn't open the country up when he wanted to, and now the governors are messing with them because, you know, now it's a big mess because each, 
you know, each governor is making their own choices and all these things are happening. I don't know. Have you ever discussed that or thought about it? Do you remember when he said that it was the hardest decision he was going to ever have to make? Well, I remember, remember I, I remember the whole thing, but I've not really discussed it too much, you know. Yeah, it, well, it, that's just how it feels to me because I was really, you know, I was watching all of these, uh, the meetings that he was having, and I remember the reporters, like there was, you know, it's just the feeling I got from the attitude of the reporters that day when he said that to one specific reporter, and then soon after that, that's when this came out that you know, he had no rights to open it up and that each governor had the right. And I think that that's where the mistake came. Because I think that, you know, I mean, I don't think he always makes the right choice or is, you know, 10 steps ahead of everyone, like everyone says. I think he's bombarded with so many problems that he's bound to make an error here and there. And hopefully all of us praying for him, which I do every day on a prayer group and and, you know, uh, the country, be, you know, the people behind him, I think, you know, God's keeping him hanging on. But I think this was actually something that he wasn't aware of that turned into this, because really, we should be opening up. And, you know, if 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 it were me, if I was in his shoes, I mean, I would say, OK, we have to shut it down. These, you know, all these doctors come to him and tell him he has to. So he does it. And then. uh you know, he's planning to open it up when he thinks it's safe. And yes, he had to, you know, fill all the hospitals and get all the equipment and everything necessary for, you know, a bombardment of people that are going to be sick. But now everything's ready. The hospitals are ready. Um, if anyone's sick, we can, you know, they can be taken care of. And now we should be opening all of the states except maybe New York, you know. And, um, and so this is the conundrum he's probably dealing with trying you know and he's you know this is why we're in this mess i mean i think if it was just up to him he would have put in restrictions maybe said uh okay people over 60 stay home um you know whatever made made arrangements that way and then opened up so it's just my view i mean you know take it where you'd like to <laughs> okay all righty that's all well, thank you for your call. I definitely appreciate you. Thank you. I appreciate you, too. God All right, bless now. you, honey. All right. God bless you. Oh, one more thing. I uh, have one more thing to say. Okay. I have one more thing about reporters and all. Um, the, the, when I tuned in, which was late, the, re, the guy was talking about reporters. But um, from what I know, um, because I worked in that industry, the reporters don't make $5 million dollars. Um, the anchors do, they have agents and they make, you know, large amounts of money, but the reporters make a very good living, you know, probably 200,000, you know, and up, but they, you know, they don't make the 5 million, not every person on television makes that kind of money. So, and the crew makes less. So, hmm. <clears throat> so yeah. So just so you know, I mean, they're, they're all working hard and, if they're really good reporters, I guess they make more than, you know, they they make a very good living, but um, it's not everybody's making millions of dollars in television. Right. Just so you know. Okay. All right. All right. Thank you. All right. Have Thank you for the call. Day. All right. Same yeah. to you. Bye-bye. All right. That'll be a wrap for me. I got to wrap it on up. It is 11 p.m. 
uh, over here on the on the East Coast time. Thank you all for being here. Definitely a great show. I always enjoy the show. So it's you know definitely a good win. Um, I got super chats and then I'm gonna be out. Uh, shout out to the moderators. I see Ansel right there. I see Bill from the Hills, Michelle A, Killer Sushi. Uh, I see Liza Jean. I see all you guys. Thank you all for doing what you do, keeping that chat nice and clean because you got a few trolls that want to pop up every now and again. Um, let me do my shout outs right quick. Thank you to Darren Matheny for your donation. I appreciate it. Thank you to Troy Oliver who says, I thought you were a real one, but now know the truth about you after your clown take on the cigarette kid getting beat by that man. I dare to debate high impact vlogs on this. Not even staying to see you read the super chat <laughs> well thank you for your 20 dollars man i appreciate it it's all good but hey you know the internet is like that sometimes you have a disagreement on one thing and then people say they hate you and then they want to leave you negative comments but it's all love man thank you for your donation and i know what high impact is going to say high impact is a good dude but high impact is one of these anti-police guys he's a good dude but i, I know what he's going to say so if i was to debate him it wouldn't even be I, it, it wouldn't be that it, it'd be kind of a one-dimensional thing so but thank you for your donation. Shout out to Glorious Revolutionary who says, I was a British caller going on about China. ABL is doing a great service. Red Pillar and Brits like me from the fake conservatism in the UK. God bless. Thank you for that, man. I appreciate it. And shout out to Shane Wilson who says, if we want our normal way of life back, then don't watch sports entertainment without fans. If you cater to it and watch sports from home in the empty stadiums, then don't ever expect to have normal again. Yeah, you know, that's that's a point to be made. I think that you have a point there. But one thing about that is um, if there's no fans, that's going to be a big hit financially to these teams because it's not even just, you know, people going like I've been to pro games. It's expensive. And then also you're going to have a lot of the hotels and everything around. It's going to be a big impact on the economy if you don't have people in there, the restaurants, the hotels, the stadium itself, the concessions, the arena stadium, whatever, it's going to be a problem. Season ticket holders. And then also, if there's no crowd, it's like what it, it, it won't even be like having NBA games, with nobody in the crowd. It ain't going to be the same. If you ever seen like a practice or a scrimmage or play basketball in the gym, it's way different than playing in front of a bunch of people. You know, the crowd can influence momentums and runs and all that kind of stuff. Like, I've been in the crowd. I saw the Charlotte Hornets play the L.A. Lakers back in the day when they had Kobe. And I saw the uh, Hornets beat down the Lakers. It just, this was like probably post-Shaq. They were tearing the Lakers apart. And then Kobe came back by himself, basically, and got to the end and hit a game winner. The crowd went wild. But all throughout it, the crowd was on the side. Yes, we were in Charlotte. Yes, they were on Kobe's side. But the Charlotte Hornets were garbage. Anyway, the crowd means a lot. Same thing with football. I mean, if there's somebody in the crowd, it, it's not going to be the same game. So it's not even going to be as entertaining. And then on top of that, they lose out on a whole lot of revenue, not just the teams, but also they'll get pressure from the surrounding businesses. They'll get pressure from the restaurants, the hotels, Uber, Lyft. It'd be a problem. So they got to have the fans back. This whole thing of social distancing has got to stop ASAP. All righty. But That'll be a wrap for me. Thank y'all for being here. I'll be back again live on uh, Wednesday, 8 p.m. Eastern to 11 p.m. Eastern. And follow me on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all that good stuff. Occasionally, I do little impromptu lives on Instagram just because. Um, and I think that's pretty much it. Oh, go to the website. 
I put up a new article just now about how it's time to discuss black on black crime. You know, this, this website is good for me because I like to write. Um, that's one thing I did before I started anything was writing. I had a blog before. I, I never really put it out. I just will write stuff just because I want to get it off my chest. So you guys check out my article about now is a perfect time to discuss black on black crime. Leave a comment. Let me know what you think. And I think that will be a wrap. So until next time, hold on, get myself together. Until next time, y'all be safe. I'm out and peace.